in the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Gene and Chris were pondering the aftermath of the appearance of Rick Doty on the Paracast last week. We have been trying for over 10 years to get him on, and one day we caught a wave, he agreed to come, and set us straight about a lot of things in the UFO field, but also a lot of things that he has been working on all these years. Jay Randall Murphy is back again with us, and we welcome one of our regular listeners, Michael Allen, to the Paracast. Michael, welcome to yes. the show, and tell us about yourself. Thank you very much, Gene, for having me on. I hope I'm coming in clear this time. Basically, you know, I started out with my interest in the paranormal years ago when a best friend of mine had an experience. And, of course, I was highly skeptical at the time. This was back in the 90s. And we were both, you know, I I attended SMU. He was just a friend of mine who came and visited me. And, um, you know, he would relay these, the story of a daylight disc, which I now understand. That's, you know, the terminology, the, you know, reading from Heineck, some of Heineck's stuff. And a couple of other incidents, you know, at his house. And so, you know, he was deeply interested in the subject. And, of course, with me, I was totally, I hated the subject. I, I thought it was just, you know, complete nonsense, balderdash. And so, I mean... It just kind of went from there, and I've actually inherited, because he had to move over to Switzerland, um, not Switzerland, excuse me, Sweden. Uh, He's a good friend of mine. Uh, We still talk on, you know, from time to time. I inherited his entire UFO book library, which is like something like 40-some-odd books. So having a background in um, philosophy, which is one of my minors when I was doing a music major in, uh, at SMU. And so, you know, to make a long story short, I, over the years, I've just kind of sort of read through the materials and I've, and just to be quite honest, I was just shocked. Most, you know, newcomers are at the, the amount of material and, and how much of it was by credible witnesses and people who, who actually saw things. And so my personal experience, which I dare not even go into because it's not even worth mentioning. I mean, there's a few things that have happened in my life. I, I would call them non sequiturs, but you know, not really go into the details of right now. It, you know, these were just things that I couldn't explain, and so you know, I maybe I thought eh, somewhere there's something to it, and well, there you have it. And so you know, I spent a lot of time arguing and debating and talking in the forums. My personal position on the paranormal is that it is a wide pluralistic phenomenon that you have to sort of look at each of the things that are the events. You got to take it case by case. You can't throw everything into one bucket. And so there you have it. Well, I think you, uh, what you've described, Michael, is is probably, um, you could boilerplate that almost word for word. Uh, to a lot of our listeners, I think, uh, emerging interest in the field when they first were turned on to the subjects and first really started researching these things for themselves. Um, how, how long have you been a Paracast listener? How did you discover the show? I was a Paracast listener because I went to some place called checktheevidence.org, which had a whole bunch of stuff on it. I have to say that maybe one or two of the episodes were the Paracast. They, they said Paracast on them or something. And, and I think maybe, I don't, don't quote me on this. I mean, you could probably go back to the site and look at and see. There was a couple of, uh, I went just on a search to see what was available. And I found your your show, and I actually have been listening since uh, 2006 or around 2007. 
I mean, I remember when you guys brought on Michael Horn. I remember when you guys brought on Stephen Greer, I believe. I mean, I, I go back through the list in the archives. It's been well, it's pretty extensive. Yeah. That's way back. That's even before my time. <laughs> yeah, I actually remember when you came on as the, the other co-host, uh, David Biedney, who I had a lot of respect for. I hope I'm not stepping on any toes. I mean, he was a he seemed like a nice guy, and I loved his analysis and and just utter destruction uh, that you know that was that I saw uh, you know laying on on the people who I for all practical purposes were charlatans representing charlatans. I, I won't go into it. Obviously, this is a, this is a family show, and I don't necessarily want to step <laughs> on anybody's toes. I don't want to get anybody angry about no, anything. No, no, that's fine. You know, you can talk about Bill Nell or. Yeah. See who else did he? Uh, Paula Harris, I think Greer, Stephen Bassett. I mean, there's a, a number of people I remember uh, when I first heard of the show and and they started listening. I I remember I I, I even blushed uh, a few times when he would uh, go into his uh, his rather um, strident and pointed uh, interactions with some of the guests early on. But uh, so so you've been you've actually been listening uh, to the show for ten twelve years. That's uh, that's a lot longer than a lot of folks, and so you've um, you've got a pretty good idea of, I think, what the subject matter is. I, I think you've. Uh, it sounds like you've done a bit of uh, your own research. Uh, how much do you know about Rick Doty and his his involvement uh, over the years, or alleged involvement in Lynn Moulton Howe's work, for instance, or the Benowitz case? I mean, uh, when you heard this show, how much did you know about him? Well, okay, so Richard Doty was an interesting character, and I was first introduced to him by, you know, none other than Richard Dolan. And I'm not saying that, like, personally, I mean, like in his book, The UFOs in the National Security State, uh, his two-volume work, uh, which I have both copies here. And one of them is just got, it's so broken down with pages marked and everything that it's, it's not even, you can't even pick it up without pages falling out of it. Yeah, I mean, the Paul Benowitz case was the one that interested me the most. Uh, I will say that um, her, the encounter with Linda Moulton Howe and the that's not something I, I could really talk intelligently about. I mean, I guess I could make some, I could probably speculate or talk about, but more, I was more interested in some of the claims that he had made. I knew he was involved in the MJ-12 or somehow maybe tangentially involved. I don't necessarily say that he was. Uh, Richard Dolan kind of dances around that. I mean, he's, he's got a, he's pretty got, got a pretty f- uh, fascinating entry on the whole incident in his second volume. Uh, you know, when I real when I saw that he was coming back on the radio show, you know, or coming on the radio show, I immediately first thing I did is I went and re-downloaded his last, uh, you know, sh- thing that he did with Art Bell, and I made sure that I listened to the whole thing all the way through. Um, of course, it wasn't Art Bell; it was George Nori or whatever. And I, I kind of was like, eh, this is kind of interesting. Yeah, this guy's kind of sort of feeding everybody every- what I feel is just at what people want to like. You know, Dark I'm just going to tell you what you want to hear, and I'm I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, so, but you know, you can't really get into these things unless you start to analyze what they're saying. And you know, I I'm a you know my background. I work in I work in security. I I do testing. So when I hear somebody make a claim about something that, that relates to security and in, you know, uh, especially around social engineering. Um, I start to go and look at the details because, and I think that's a lot of effort. You, you know, a lot of people don't want to do that. They want to be entertained. 
I'm, I've been entertained for a long time. And now what entertains me is logic puzzles. And, you know, sometimes there, I mean, there are a couple of claims that he made. I mean, I mean, particularly, I think you probably saw one of them. Um, one of the first things that I realized was, you know, let's just paint, I'll, I'll just paint a picture. You've got, and stop me where I make a mistake, please. I, I don't want to just sit here and filibuster, but You've got this uh, underground nuclear weapons storage at Mazano, right? Okay. And then you've got um, Kirkland Air Force Base. And supposedly you have some kind of, does that mean, uh, uh, hold on. It's okay. We're just signaling whether the segment was over. We have about 35 seconds. Go ahead. 35 seconds. 35 seconds. So what I'm, to make a long story short, I think that when you put all of this information together and you start to actually look at the details, it doesn't make any sense. And I can definitely go into more of what I think is why, why that's wrong. And uh, of course, I'm not coming from, the, from a standpoint of person who's an expert at this and not at all. I'm just an outsider looking at somebody saying something and then thinking about the assets that are being protected by the national security state. I'm going to use Richard Dolan's term because for lack of a better term, that's that's basically everything. We got more to come. Michael Allen, newcomer to the Paracast with Gene and Randall. You're in the Paracast. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items. And entails t-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast jumbo tote bag, all sorts of t-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour. Message and data rates may apply. Remembering when to change your fridge filter is a hassle. Remembering the right filter is almost impossible. So at Filters Fast, we have some good advice. Forget it. Instead, remember this. Text BEST33 to 443-443 and check fridge filters off your to-do list forever. Get it all taken care of for a fraction of big box store prices with a Filters Fast brand filter. To see how much you can save, plus get free shipping, text BEST33 to 443-443. With a huge range of brand name filters available, Filters Fast is America's number one online filtration company. And you can get a Filters Fast brand filter for a fraction of the price, delivered to your door every time you need it. No need to remember. It's not a matter of if you need a fridge filter. Why not text to get it taken care of? To see how much you can save and get free shipping, Text BEST33 to 443-443. That's B-E-S-T-33 to 443-443. 
hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Extendivite really works. Just listen to what some people have to say. Several years ago, I was developing a very uh, severe situation. I called it my flippy heart. It just was doing not good things. And I did not want to go to a medical doctor because uh, I just knew they would give me a cover-up pill. I didn't want to get onto that sort of thing at all. When I learned it was garlic and cayenne, and cayenne is a healer. It is a wonderful herb. I said, I think I'm onto something here. I'll tell you, I wouldn't be without it. It did wonderful things for me. Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two-month supply of either capsules or liquid. Call now. That's 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendivite. Tired of being censored by Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Patreon? Well, now you don't have to be. OneWay.com is the free speech and human-friendly social network built just for you. Stop feeding the beast. Every post you make on those evil, anti-human, anti-American perverted sites helps them destroy our families, our country, and our souls. Join OneWay today and take back your liberty. Your free speech alternative is waiting for you at OneWay.com. OneWay.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Very complicated kind of setup here. Right now, I'm temporarily without an apartment, so the wife and I and our dog Teddy Bear are staying at a Motel 6 which, by the way, screwed up our continuing reservations. So we're having all sorts of good fun today. And we're talking about something else, which is good fun, the aftermath of the visit to the Paracast by the one and only Richard Doty. Was yes. his appearance a representative of more disinformation, or is he telling it like it is, at least as far as he remembers it? Michael Allen, you were telling yes. us about some things and how you became acquainted with the existence of this gentleman. To sort of finish what I was talking about, you know, uh, regarding the uh, the assets. I mean, you look at the asset that's one of the assets, and let's let's just count them. You've got a Soviet satellite that supposedly, who me? <laughs> Sorry, I'm reading some texts from. No, Gene. <laughs> no, I was reading something else. Um, when I look at the assets that are being protected, okay, so there's the NSA. And they've got supposedly, purportedly, they've got this, they've got this thing going on where they're beaming lasers, you know, or some kind of EM and emissions. They, there's something going on where they're trying to inter, interact or disable a Soviet spy satellite. Now, mind you, this is in the 1980s, obviously. I mean, so you know, there's enough technology there going on to think, well, okay, if somebody's going to send a signal up to a satellite. 
what's going to happen if they fail in that experiment? Well, the satellite's probably going to send back data when it does its next transmission to the Soviets, and they're going to say, well, there was something weird when we flew over this site, and uh, that part just, you know, just alone. Let's let's take Benowitz yeah, out yeah, of it. Yeah, really good uh, point. Uh, I didn't even think about that, but now that you mention it, perhaps, uh, you know, in the event of a failure that they could have left some sort of signature or uh, evidence for the Soviets to then pick up on and, and do some counterintelligence on their own or counter the counterintelligence. So continue. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole thing. It's so when I look at these things, I look at the big picture, I see a lot of people involved. First of all, you're already dealing with some crazy people. And I'm not saying they're all crazy. First of all, the full disclosure, I, I'm a guy who thinks that we have been visited by extraterrestrials. I don't think that that extraterrestrial hypothesis explains all anomalous phenomena. I would never go there because it's a pluralistic thing. You know, you can't go to a planet and make a turk a, 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 a turd ducking out of all of the creatures that are on this planet and go present it as evidence for there's life on earth i mean th- that's not how you approach science you you look at you look at the different categories and i'm very much on board with people who say well you know um, we have a lot of phenomena that we have to explain this anomalous okay and so, you know, I'm not going to go into this too much detail because I want to get back on the subject here with the Air Force actuals, the signal with the alien intrigue, talking about how somebody who is picking up signals from a very, very classified program, which is in the process of trying to blind a Soviet satellite. I mean, and then we're just going to go ahead and, and let them just go ahead and we're going to humor them. I mean, I have problems, two problems, and I've listed them in the forum. First of all, not only has the NSA in their, if they, if they're as disorganized as they, as Doty says, but you've given a direct signal line to your enemy on what to look for. Not only have you done it physically, but you've done it like through the public channels, public UFO flaps and hysteria. You've now created a situation where possibly hundreds of civilians and maybe even misinformed military. I'm not going to throw Doty into that category, but let's just say, you know, bearing down on sensitive installations, flying in helicopters over places, taking pictures. Is that the real goal of AF counter, you know, Air Force counterintelligence? Does that even make sense? And doesn't even make sense that some that this would be going on at the same time. I mean. I have to believe that there's somebody at the top who goes, what's going on with all this mess? Why are you messing around with this guy while we're trying to do these experiments? Why are you going? <laughs> I mean, it's just ridiculous. And, and that's why I, I laugh about it. I, I, just, I just laugh. I, I have to go, no, the, these assets, this is, this is a very, very cavalier way of, of protecting secrets. And you just don't do that. So that's why I threw, kind of, I threw it all into the garbage bin. I mean, his statement, for what it's worth, it just, you know, the, the background, the, just everything. And I'm a novice. I'm not, an, I'm not a person who does this. I don't look at this stuff. I don't care. You know, I mean, I do, but I don't, I, I'm not like you guys. I mean, you guys have been in, involved in this for a long, long time, and you've read through this. I, well, you I'm see, some people novice. say that affects our brains and that our minds have turned to sawdust. I, I think my brain turns to sawdust every day around 5 p.m. So that's it's usually when I get off work and I head home and or 
decide that I'm going to head home and then instead go to my you know usual happy hour. <laughs> On the other hand, if you watch what's happening in the political world without mentioning specific parties or political figures, you might think that everybody's mind has turned to sawdust. Oh, yeah, but you know, it, 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 Gene, I think that there's just a lot, a lot of things that are happening to us. I mean, just look at the technological development. I know this, I'm not getting, I mean, I hope I'm not getting off the paranormal topic and into mundane stuff, but look at the world that, that existed, you know, like 200 years ago versus what it is now. It's just, else. It, it, it's, it, it, it's amazing what we've been able to do. And I'm not making any claims. I'm not going to say that that was because of ET or anything. I'm just looking at the human condition. I guess if you want, if you've got a couple of people in the forums, you know, that cheer for the psychosocial hypothesis about anomalous phenomenon, I'd say that probably perhaps they've got one of the strongest, you know, right there in your face kind of test case as here's what's happening to humanity. My great, great grandmother, rode between Fort Worth and Dallas in a covered wagon, you know? I mean, it's just, you think about that. You think that's before flight, that's before the automobile, that's, that's just, it's just amazing. I mean, you, you, and, and then you look at computer technology. Uh, you look at what, look at what we had back in the 50s, and, and look at what we wear on our arms right now, this Fitbit thing that I'm looking at. I'm just, I'm hate product placement. Sorry, I'm not really, I'm not with them. I'll have I'm equal time, them. folks. Apple Watch, <laughs> Apple there Watch. Apple I see Watch. more and more people with Apple Watches. Remember also the Apple Watch can make phone calls, the new version. It could also measure your heartbeat with 97% accuracy. Very cool. I, I tore the thing out. I work in uh, embedded systems security. So I, I look at it and I look at these little lights on the back of it. And I look at that little photometer, that sensor that can detect the changes of my skin tone and, and relay that as my heartbeat. I mean, it's just, I find that amazing. Don't forget, we'll have further discussions on After the Paracast, which is available only if you subscribe to the Paracast Plus at plus.theparacast.com. Com. Well, we have to get back to our main subject, though. We will. Sure, sure. We've got sure, Michael sure. Allen joining the Paracast for the first time, looking over the Richard Doty conundrum with Gene and Randall and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I'm here to tell you about GCNTelecare.com, a team of board-certified doctors assisting you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Within 15 minutes of registration, care your family can afford. Revolutionizing the healthcare industry, virtual consulting, providing diagnosis of non-emergency medical issues by phone or secure video on computer or smart mobile devices. GCNTelecare.com, virtual care anywhere. 
anytime, any place, anywhere. Radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation. Analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. Hey, this is Ricky from Banyan Hill. You like freedom? I do. You like money? I do too. If you like freedom and money, then you're going to love Freedom Checks. You see, over the next few months, an estimated $34.6 billion is up for grabs to anyone who stakes their claim. Yep, you heard that right. $34.6 billion. To get all the details, just go to www.americanfreedomchecks.com. Thousands of people are already lined up to cash in. Take Doug, for example. He's a 46-year-old from Joplin, Missouri, who's set to get a check for $24,075. And if Doug can do this, I've got a hunch that you can, too. But here's the thing. If you want the chance to grab your full fair share of this $34.6 billion payout, you must have your ducks in a row by May 1st. So don't wait. Get over to www.americanfreedomchecks.com before May 1st. That's www.americanfreedomchecks.com. For over five years, you've been hearing about the Berkey guy, so you may know a few things about him. For example, you are well aware of the superior quality and effectiveness of Berkey water filters and accessories. But did you know the Berkeys have had independent lab tests done to prove just how effective they are? It's true, and he can email you the test results. Just visit GoBerkey.com. You may also know that the Berkey guy has helped tens of thousands of people get better prepared. Now here's something you may not know. GoBerkey.com has amazing specials and deals all the time on a wide variety of survival and preparedness products. Most ready to ship same day. Visit the Berkey guy at GoBerkey.com and be sure to click the red Products on Sale Now button. You can always call toll-free 877-886-3653. Again, that's 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com, home of the Berkey guy. Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Gene and Chris, 
on the PowerCast with Randall and Michael Allen. So the long and short of it is here, do we take what Richard Doty says seriously or just assume it's got great entertainment value? Well, let me ask you a question, Mike. Okay, so with your setup there, when we're talking about the Benowitz case, we know Benowitz was recording something and Doty was involved. So if the um, the transmissions, the tracking system on the base is just some sort of fabrication in order to uh, give him an excuse to go there, like, what do you think the real reason was? So the real reason for him being there, because the, 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 his story is that this base had this tracking system going mm-hmm. and that he was picking up signals from it. And this was a classified system. And so they needed to send somebody there to see what sort of evidence he had and and what was going on with it. So if, as you're suggesting, that wasn't really happening, then why did they bother with him? The question is, why bother with it? That's a good point. I, I have to say that I don't want to call into question the entire event, and I hate to do that, and I'm not going to. I mean, of course, I'm not the guy who's making the claims. With the Air Force going in there and looking at it, well, okay, so maybe at the surface it was exactly fell into his the scope or, or mandate at which his office, let's go and look at people who were involved in an anomalous aerial phenomenon that happened near Air Force bases, which is Kirkland. There you go, number one. And then number two involves uh, somebody who, or it involves somebody who was involved in the, um, you know, like Air Force personnel. From that point of view, it makes sense. When you go and you listen, when you go further, okay, well, you went in and you took, he saw that he was picking up these signals. I don't know. Somebody correct me. But did anybody ever actually verify that those signals were coming from the Kirkland Air Force Base? Okay. Yeah, they did. They, they recognized them. I guess that's fine. But the rest of the story doesn't line up. I mean, and I, I guess maybe because I'm thinking about it from the point of view of very, very careful. And perhaps this is one of those incidents where, you know, where somebody, when they really messed up, things really just went awry. You had the NSA doing experiments. Was that verified? Did somebody check that out? And actually, or is that just hearsay? Well, Doty um, says he checked it out. But then again, how much can we believe what he says? Well, don't forget what else is out there at Kirtland Air Force Base. And I have a great uh, Kirtland Air Force Base story for later that you may or may not believe. But uh, it happened to me, and I'll stand by my story. Don't forget that there's a national lab out there as well, Sandia. Everybody hears about Los Alamos and uh, Oak Ridge and Lawrence Livermore and and the other national labs, but oftentimes you don't really hear that much about what's going on at Sandia. And Phillips, uh, I think, also has a presence out there. My assumption, and you know, we when we get Doty back, I think we need to ask him a little bit more pointed questions about the actual project. Chances are it's still class parts parts of it or portions of it are still classified, but we're not really going to know until we ask him. But um, I I have a sense that Sandia was probably test driving some new satellite. I guess the term would be uh, countermeasures uh, for satellites and trying to glean what the satellites were actually up to. So we do have, again, Sandia National Lab out there. So it's well within the realm of uh, reason that there actually was that sort of program going on. Ron Regeer, he'll probably uh, confirm that for us. Yeah, I saw his name show up in the in the entry when I, you know, I was reading about this subject. You know, 
Uh, like I said, I will tell you that right now I am a novice. I hate to keep saying that, but uh, you know, when I look at something, first of all, you need to look at the details of the case and the assets that you need to protect. I'm going to come at this from, from the point of view of somebody who tests security in devices. Now, um, occasionally I run across having to test security in human beings, in processes and things like that. And so, yeah, okay, so there's this thing going on where the NSA is bouncing signals off of Soviet satellites to read barcodes or whatever insignia that are on them. I mean, that was one characterization. I don't know if that's true. It sounds reasonable to identify them. And that experiment is going on. And somehow there's a signal, there's a very low frequency signal that's going out that has this audio or at least compressed audio was the word I heard, although it didn't sound like compressed audio because, I mean, maybe it wasn't digitally compressed, but it was compressed audio. And, his, and here Benowitz is picking up and he's right by the base. So, I mean, if you're going out there and you're going to say you need to get somebody off the, the tail and first of all, look at the asset that you're protecting. I think of the uncontrolled, out of control human element of what happens when you start humoring somebody into thinking that that's aliens. In other words, oh yeah, well, he came up with the story himself. It doesn't even sound like something in a, a disinformation that somebody who worked in that would even do. It sounds like something that I would go immediately back and go, holy crap, this guy thinks he's picked up aliens and he's right there. And we've got this thing going on. I don't know how much he knew about it. He may not have known anything about the NSA experience at the, uh, experiment at the time. You know, like he says, he was briefed into it later, you know, when he goes and checks the house next door and goes, what are you guys doing here? And they're like, oh, well, we're just here. Nothing, nothing going on here. Yeah. Nothing to see. And then they, and they're like, well, OK, that sounds like kind of the right hand's not knowing what the left hand's doing about nuclear weapons. Think about it. Well, the thing is, though, like <laughs> if we go back to the beginning what else was he supposed to do? Like we let's not yeah. forget we don't know exactly what the nature of that detector was. If we think about it, we put two and two together. We know that SDI was taking place at about that time. We know what that was about. It was about shooting down ICBMs with lasers. I think it's pretty reasonable to suggest that if they could track a, a satellite with a laser, that they might have a pretty good idea on how to track an ICBM too. So maybe it was part of the tracking system testing. We don't know for sure what it was or if it was even there. But yeah. if his story is true, that they were testing something like that at the base, we do know it was really secretive and that they wouldn't really want everybody to know about it. And if Benowitz already... Uh, was thinking he was picking up something alien. And I can actually see that, you know, somebody saying, well, just let him believe that. Mm -hmm. We don't necessarily have to encourage him, but... Yeah, and I agree, Randall. I think that that makes total and perfect sense. And in terms of a timeline, don't forget now, we're dealing with 7980. Correct me if I'm wrong, somebody. This is pre-SDI. This is right around the, you know, the Iran hostage uh, scenario that was going on, the election, Carter losing to Reagan. This was pre-SDI, but but I have a feeling that we're talking 7980, which is a pre-Reagan announcement, which I think he did, what, in late 80 or early uh, 81. But, I mean, we're talking early 80s either way. So, I mean, it, they could still be doing some sort of laser tracking on for well, that you know, purpose. I've always had the, the, the impression that what he may have been picking up or uh, stumbling upon in, in terms of the audio – were early digital burst transmissions because that would have sounded alien to somebody that was um, 
you know, that grew up and, and as an electronics engineer and, and uh, was involved in the analog world for, you know, his whole life. And to all of a sudden pick up digital transmissions that may have been compressed and, and were in burst form, let's say. Well, what did you uh, the, call it, Chris? I mean, you called it audio pair something. It was it was some kind of term. It, it was like you listen to something. And, paradelia, yeah. Yeah, paradelia. paradelia. It's like looking at a wall. You know how sometimes you'll stare at a wall, and I know I'm probably saying more than I should here about stare at a wall, and I see a face. Or, you know, it's like <laughs> random patterns. Was it, was it that? I mean, because well, when I read it. He yeah. was also seeing anomalous lights out yeah. near Coyote Canyon. And the Manzano storage facility. Uh, and he knew enough having his shop literally at the front door of Kirtland Air Force Base. I mean, he was within feet of the entrance. Uh, having his uh, close proximity, having daily contact with personnel from the base, uh, picking up stuff here and there, obviously an inquisitive guy, probably attempting to find out you know, through his own intelligence what was going on out there. And he seems to be a fairly imaginative and creative guy. We got a break here, guys. We got more to come with Michael, Randall, Chris, Gene. You're in the Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Face it, today's electric power grid is more vulnerable than ever. From natural disasters to EMP attacks and hacking, the grid could be crippled for days or even decades in the most dire scenarios. Visit quantumharvest.net to see our built-to-last EMP-protected solar power systems. While millions suffer, you'll have vital power for water pumps, refrigeration, and sanitation. Now that's peace of mind. EMP-protected solar power systems for every need and budget. See our full range at quantumharvest.net. It's a no-brainer. A Big Berkey water filter is the one you need, period. You need a water filter that removes chlorine, fluoride, pharmaceuticals, BPA, and other endocrine disruptors, pesticides, bacteria, viruses, and much more, right? And does it all at only two cents per gallon. Get the original most trusted name in gravity water filtration, Big Berkey. And now GCN listeners receive 5% off ceramic filter systems using code GCN. Call or click 1-877-99-BERKEY or BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY. 
Frustrated trying to get business capital? Want to take the slow process and rejection out of the equation? GCNloans.com removes the slow, irritating approval process. Instead, get quick, simple funding. Powered by David Allen Capital, 80% of our pre-qualified clients are approved in days. Pre-qualify at GCNloans.com and get your money this week. It's that easy. GCNloans.com. That's GCNloans.com. Attention business owners and independent contractors. This is a money-saving message from Tax Mediation Services. If your business owes $20,000 or more in taxes, we can help you today, right now. Listen, dealing with the IRS is no picnic. It's an intimidating and extremely stressful process, and you don't want to go it alone. Our attorneys know every law, every tax break, and every possible opportunity to help you resolve and reduce your tax debt. And if you owe more than $20,000, you may be at the top of their hit list. So don't take your tax debt lightly because it will not go away on its own. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, your home, and even shut down your business. Call our tax experts today at 1-800-261-9818 and let us deal with the IRS while you focus on your business. That's 1-800-261-9818. Again, 800-261-9818. Kiss your credit card debt goodbye. I'm Pharmacist Keith, Dr. Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy, and myself want to show you how to achieve financial peace, creating an extra income that will last for years to come by joining Dr. Wallach's crusade, spreading his message of better health. To learn more, visit radio.recordedvideo.com. That's radio.recordedvideo.com, radio.recordedvideo.com, or call 866-257-3105 for a recorded message. This is Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. I notice, Randall, you have a great feeling for the word the. Well, it is the Paracast. There is no other the Paracast. Getting back to my point being that Benowitz, obviously, was a very curious, inquisitive man, a very talented electronics uh, whiz, engineer, designed, uh, I think, humidity equipment for probably Sandia and definitely Kirtland. So, you know, the guy sees weird lights, gets great photographs, uh, full-color photographs, which not many people have seen, and also then starts picking up strange audio signals. Yeah. I think that, the, the, you know, he made the leap on his own, probably. Uh, this is my interpretation of, of what we know. But he probably made the leap that, hey, we're seeing weird lights out there, picking up strange signals, Maybe this is something that, um, you know, was going on without the Air Force knowing or somehow is is important enough for me to make them aware of what I'm picking up and then putting himself on their radar. That that whole scenario has always made sense to me. What he was actually picking up, I, I think we need to go into that a little bit more. Dodie mentioned something about low-frequency signals. I, I, I'm not sure about that. I, I've always had a sense that he was picking up something uh, that it, to his ears would have been exotic. And that, to me, 
uh, right at that time is when we were really starting to to uh, I think utilize you know, digital burst tech, uh, signal technology and communications technology. Bear in mind also, folks, that Rick Doty is not a scientist. He's not an engineer. He's an intelligence guy. Okay, he's a spook. And maybe he can play tricks. He can certainly finesse people with his chatter. But it doesn't mean he has the slightest clue about anything technologically related. And that's why, Gene, I, I, I totally agree with that. When you go back to a story that's you know spun like this, I hate to use this term, but I, ca- I call it, it's, it, it technically it's called heterophenomenology, but it basically means you just take what somebody says as if it's fiction, and you just go over it and you try to ascertain what is actually being said that's, that makes sense from their point of view from a, or from a global type point of view, you know, like for every man, like another person's point of view. And you're trying to make sense out of it. And so when you take the macro elements, I mean, and by macro, I mean like all of the big stuff that's going on. Uh, you know, you've got this experiment with the NSA. Um, you've got the, which other people have, you know, corroborated. It may have had to do with bouncy signals off Soviet satellites and reading the information. It may have involved blinding Soviet sat- spy satellites from taking pictures of a facility that stores nuclear weapons i think that's that that should be highlighted and underlined at least 10 15 times or forty-seven thousand times good point um but you know you look at the macros of these and you look at well okay so if i was involved in an experiment i wouldn't just cavalier it wouldn't be something that's i mean i can imagine colonels and people who are involved in this going okay what you're trying to tell me is that we're going to try to blind a Soviet spy satellite from an Air Force base that's right next to a place where we store nuclear weapons. Does anybody else in the room think that this is a good idea? And I'd probably you get at least four or five people will stand up. I will tell you, I am not, uh, not by any stretch, a person who has been involved in these, you know, in anything remotely related to that. But I've been in meetings with people who understand what needs to be protected assets that need to be protected. And the question always comes in mind is, when we do this, what signal are we going to send back to our enemy? And now you've got two signals. You've got one that you've sent by just doing the experiment, if we were to believe Doty uh, and anybody else who corroborates what Doty's saying. And then later, oh, yeah, well, we got this other signal, which is all of the people who are now interested in the Benowitz incident. I mean, like, let's look at Area 51 as another case example. Bob Lazar, I, I, there's so many holes in that. It's like Swiss cheese. I mean, unobtainium, element 115 and all that stuff. I don't care. I think it's interesting. Uh, but, you know, George Knapp made a very, uh, I get his name right, right? George, that is for, I'm sorry. George but, Knapp, yes. Yeah, George Knapp basically said, you know, if this was a disinformation project intended to try to dissuade people from looking at the Area 51, uh, it, it was a miserable, dismal failure because, I mean, now you've got, you know, well, at that time, he said, now you've got these clusters of people that are over there, and I will add to a statement. Yes, they've got their terrestrial telescopes. They're sitting on the side of a hill. They've got their binoculars. They've got their sensors. They've got all kinds of whatever kind of equipment that they're going to bring along to try to figure out what's going on at Area 51. I mean, and that's the same thing with the Benowitz case. I'm so, in fact, I'm surprised. I'd be willing to, I and mean, you guys are 
definitely the experts in this. I'd be willing to go back and, and say, well, well, how much of this did we actually go as fine people that saw the Benowitz case and thought that there was something to it? And then they went out and looked for it. Well, apparently we've had a couple. And apparently he flew people over the base. Not only that, he flew a colonel over the of Archuleta Peak over in Dulce. I mean, I th- that that's one of the stories that I read. I mean, it's just, I, I just, I don't know. I, 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 I don't hope I'm not sounding like a broken record here, but it just, it just sounds like a, like, like, like Christopher, you said it yourself. It's like a comedy of errors. <laughs> it, it was like, I don't know. It's just like, what, what's going on here? <laughs> I mean, I have other comments, by the way, on other cases particularly the reverse engineering and cash landrum case. I think that was probably something else. You see, that's also interesting here. Doty mentioned that cash landrum as some kind of failed experiment. This interests me. That might also make a lot of sense because of the radiation poisoning or whatever happened over there. That maybe it was something that was conventional. That's something that's screwed up. That also, to me, also raises the same red flags with Rendlesham, but it seemed like Doty believed in Rendlesham and accepted the reality, uh, believed in Rendlesham, but believed that Cash Landrum was a failed experiment. Gene, you're forgetting, I think you're forgetting a little detail. He said that it was alien technology that was being powered conventionally. Uh, And that's an important little kind of distinction that he made. Well, sure, sure. but you know what? (laughs) Yeah. I would yeah. just like to interject that one of the most you know gnawing questions that I always get from these incidents is I love to know what the color of those flames were because I think that would indicate something that we could at least think about what kind of emission it was. I mean, it's not a spectrographic analysis, I know, but it just seems like a lot of times, like I, I, I read, you know, there's a row of blue lights that ran across the cen- center and flames oca- occasionally shot out from beneath it. But one of the things that's always, well, most of the time missing from these reports is the color of the flame. And that's interesting to me. Yeah, that's an important detail. It would, it would tell us scientifically, it would tell us a lot about the nature of the, of the heat event. Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, like, you know, Think, you know, I, I'm not going to divert very, this is just a little, I'm going to push this onto the stack and I'll pop it off real quick, Gene. But the, for instance, you talk about, so some people were talking about what in the farm, what would be an example of, you know, what, what could we look for that would show some kind of evidence that we're looking at something that's, you know, not normal means of propulsion. And that was one of those things is that that's why I always look at the, the color of the the flame, the fact that it was, and that makes sense, the fact that it was powered by conventional means, which probably nuclear, I don't know. Well, the fact that they had uh, uh, burns, I don't know if they were, in, uh, one of them said she suffered from severe headaches, nausea, diarrhea, which is typical. It was all, it was all yeah, it was all typical to or uh, consistent with radiation poisoning. Right. But the non sequitur in the entire thing, you know, zooming out and um, and looking at the, when I see Gene, are you aware of any reverse engineering? He says, Doty, no, I wasn't briefed into any R&D program, not at all. Randall, but on another program, you mentioned the Cash Landrum case was a total failure. And Doty goes, well, the Cash Landrum case was in fact a reverse engineered craft. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was just like, I nearly fell out of my chair when I heard that. <laughs> 
<laughs> Wait, I, maybe I was laying down. I know he's, you know, he's out of practice. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, uh, did you just leak something out? Are you still operational, as uh, Walter Bosley would say? I mean, I don't know. It just sounds like kind of a kind of a slip up a little bit, just a tiny bit. Uh, I'll tell you what, guys. I would love to put Walter Bosley and Rick Doty, I don't think it'll happen, in the same virtual room. Never, and, never happened. You know what? We, you People said we wouldn't get Doty, and we did. We got more to come. Gene, Chris, Randall, <laughs> Michael, you're in the podcast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Hear that? That's the sound of a house being trashed while a gang of thieves ransack the place. And what they don't steal will be destroyed. This year, resolve not to be the next victim of a break-in. Go to faketv.com and discover a device that creates the illusion someone inside is watching TV, even when you're miles away. Security is a mindset, and fake TV should be part of your security solution. Be vigilant, but not fearful. Faketv.com. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. I want to tell you, this is a very crazy show for one reason. Actually, two. First, I'm at Motel 6. Long story. Chris is somewhere in the wilds of upstate New York on a mountaintop. Overlooking Tennessee by the dimensional portal. No, not kidding. Overlooking <laughs> Pennsylvania, actually. Born on a mountaintop in Tennessee is what I think of the Davy Crockett song from the 1950s. We got Michael Allen near Dallas, but not in the oil district. And we have Randall somewhere in the remote wilds of Canada trying to make sense. But as I said, I don't think the dream 
team-up will ever happen. And I think if it does, there will be fireworks like you've never heard. There will be no, nasty both, tweets. No, 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 I disagree. They, they'll just clam up and not say anything. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait a minute. I, Gene, that's perfect. The fact is, is, if you get them both in the room, you're going to know which one's operational and which one's not. Oh, that's interesting. I mean, get me listening to that episode, and I'll tell you which one. Oh, and I'm, I'm not, okay, first of all, disclaimer, I am not in any way involved in anything that involves counterintelligence and any kind of crap. Like, I'm a tester. I just so, so you're not a government employee, is what you're no, saying? No, absolutely. Just but how do we know that? How do oh, we know that, absolutely. sir? Oh, how do we know you're not a government employee? Swear on my mother's grave. It's not polite to swear. Okay. Are For, you or are you not an employee of the U.S. government? Have you ever been? No, absolutely not. Never. Never. Okay. Not just check. In, no, and, and it's always good. But I mean, I mean, it's just funny. I mean, anybody been to Vegas? You've been to Vegas. Have you been to any of the conferences around hack? like Black Hat or DEFCON, usually they have what is called a village, which is like, it's where people who focus on one thing involved in hacking, and one of them is human hacking. If any perspective, and I'm not even an expert in, I mean, I could give you a list of books you can read on human hacking and, and social engineering. And that's something anybody who has any bit of uh, introduction or has been brought into that subject is going to see, see some patterns. And those patterns are going to stick out like a red thumb, even if they aren't working in that environment. You know what I mean? So, I mean, that's where I come from. Okay. Are, are we live? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. We are memorized. On your life story. Gene, Gene sounds half, half dead. but uh, I am half dead, ladies and gentlemen. I, mean, I want to I say mean, that right now. I am half dead. I will be fully dead in about an hour. <laughs> well, okay. sorry, Gene. I, I just I couldn't resist. Sorry, I, that was really bad. Yeah, and please, forgive yes, me. it was bad. It was so bad that I will pretend it never happened. Okay, good. The Cash Landrum incident. I remember the first time I watched that was uh, was on oh god, the History Channel or something like that. I can't remember, but. I just What's remember up? did a, a real good segment on it, I think in the 80s, maybe, or late 80s, early 90s. I was like, what, 11 years old when I watched the Challenger explode, and I actually watched it live. By the way, that had a huge impact on my, I know this gets into personal stuff, but that had a huge impact on my thinking. The, where people things can go wrong, the human element and all of this. That's it, when you decided you did not want to be an astronaut. I think so. I went from that to wanting to work at the Superconducting Super Collider, and then that got canceled. That was another devastating incident in my life. And then I ended up like, well, the hell with it. I'm just, I'm, I'm just going to go and be a pianist. At, <laughs> and there you learn. go. Yeah, I, I can identify with that. You know, when I really had a problem with the um, Super Collider scenario was uh, several months ago when I had this weird feeling that. Somehow, when CERN did their first real major power-up, they inadvertently slipped us into an alternate reality where Reality Star would become president. And uh, <laughs> to me, that, that, that word reality, and, and there's just something there. Uh, I'm sorry, I, Gene, I know, politics, blah, blah, blah. John Bolton, national security advisor. Uh -oh. oh, boy. Yeah, that makes you crazy. I think we've slipped into an alternate reality that is probably being scripted as a Twilight Zone episode in some other multiverse. Except that Richard Doty is still in that same reality, so I doubt it. I mean, <laughs> you know, 
I mean, you know, let's go back and let, let's look at that alternate reality before and after. I mean, here's the test case. You just go over and look at and just listen to some of the things that are being said by this guy. And you're like, okay, yeah, I'm still in the same reality. Well, I love the Socorro thing. Well, yeah, the the, the mechanic that the Ebian that they brought to Los Alamos and befriended. E.T. called home and gave wrong coordinates. And Socorro was them coming back looking for him and ending up scratching their heads going, where is he? Mm-hmm. Oh my God! There's so many okay. things that I—I I mean, the Socorro incident just by itself is an interesting incident, and I—I I hate to just to be tainted with that kind of comp. But but look I at it the, was a classic. Well, it is, but look at the look at the assumptions behind it. I mean, I'm I'm sure everybody's talked about this, and maybe you brought it up in the forums. How does he breathe in our atmosphere? Well, yeah, I mean, come on. Uh, we could scientifically, you know, tear the whole ETH and captured aliens and bodies and all, sure. all the rest of it down uh, very easily. Now, but mind he, you, I don't mean to do that. I, I'm, I'm just saying that question, it's an interesting question. And sometimes it just kind of, I mean, how do they breathe in our atmosphere? According to the mythology, their atmosphere is very similar to ours, but a little bit thinner with a little bit more argon or something like that in it. He was saying, well, sometimes they need a maybe you know a little bit of a booster to uh, you know I'm not really sure why or some sort of filter, but they can breathe our air. I don't think that's too huge of a stretch. I mean, well, I've there's heard- also been been a, a number of ET encounters where the um, so-called ET beings have had uh, what appear to be breathing apparatus on. Yeah, getting the coordinates wrong. I guess I could go ahead and accept that. That's not a big deal. <laughs> the problem is that the basis of it, well, most of that's true. Okay, now let's go look at the Serpo claim. And I think I made a comment somewhere that this is not a, by any stretch a close binary system. I mean, I've got a, a Mead uh, 20 centimeter, you know, Schmidt Cassegrain telescope, and I bring it out, I get my daughter to look at it. And if I was down at the equator, I think I could resolve the distance between those two, that really extremely wide binary star. And unless there's a third one there, I mean, I, I don't want to put all of the Serpo claims on Doty because Doty doesn't really, I mean, he just saying, yeah, that maybe most of that may be true. That's where it ends, begins and ends. You don't you don't hear any other details about it, and I don't want to implicate it. But when you actually go to the Serpo documents themselves and you look at it, it's kind of like, oh yeah, this makes sense from a point of view of a person who is really loves that Marjorie Fish diagram with all of the dots and the connecting the dots. And by the way, I spent some uh, time. Yeah, well, that's uh, excuse me. Um, it depends on your point of view, your POV in space. Uh, uh, all sure. that stuff to me is just is total theater. Gene, uh, Len Caston, uh, I know I've made some overtures to try to get him on the show. Of course, Len Caston is the author of the Serpo book. I'm not even sure of the title, but uh, I haven't really had a chance to discuss it with him. And I'd sure love the opportunity to find out what he thinks about the story, having written the book. And also Bob Collins. Uh, We've never had either of them on the show, have we? Collins has been on the show. Oh, he has. Okay. He was on the show early, and then it got to be really weird. And if you give me a moment, I'm going to look up some of the information, because I know that he had to do a rebuttal about what someone else said. And there was a book that Collins wrote that I think was supposedly co-authored by Doty, but he just disavowed the book. 
he's a very important person, I think, lurking about the uh, netherworld here on this subject. And also, well, it would be really good to get Len Caston on the show and talk to him. Has he, was he on the show early on? No. No, because he was the one that wrote the, uh, the book on Serpo. And, uh, Victor Martinez, has he ever uh, been on the show? Ah. He was embroiled in that whole uh, controversy, I think, initially. Uh, he was the one that... He, uh, no, he was never on the show. Well, for our, our new listeners, uh, uh, Victor Martinez, don't ever get on his mailing list, folks. Uh, uh, I've somehow been... Oh, man, I, I don't know how many times I've, I've tried to get off it. Uh, he just... The guy doesn't have a life. I mean, so many posts. A lot of them are very interesting Let's break. Gene, Chris, Randall, Michael, you're in. The Paracast. Neighbors, we've made such a deal with HelloFresh, and it means that everyone listening to this show can receive $30 off your first week of deliveries When you go to HelloFresh.com and use the offer code PARACAST30, you know, with HelloFresh, you can choose the delivery day that works best for you. They've got a wide variety of chef-curated recipes that change weekly. And can you imagine me cooking Japanese panko chicken? It makes me feel like I'm a chef. It means also that you could actually... Get your meal cooked in 30 minutes. For busy people, this is perfect. The simple recipes include step-by-step instructions so even I can figure it out. Go to HelloFresh.com. Use the offer code PARACAST30 to get $30 off your first week of deliveries. HelloFresh.com. I tried other brands, but I came back to my sunshine. For the best hot or cold pain relief, get the best. Get a Sunny Bay heating pad. Sometimes life can be a pain in the neck or back or shoulder. And the best relief for that pain is a Sunny Bay heating pad. Did you know that the American College of Physicians said that one of the best ways to treat muscle pain is heat therapy? Sunny Bay heating pads are handmade with high quality, can be used at home or at work, and have a lifetime 100% positive rating on both Amazon and Etsy. Why take another pill? Many people use our Sunny Bay heating pads alone and got rid of the neck pain. Long distance travel or long hours in front of a computer can take its toll on your body. See why our homegrown small business at sunny-bay.com has tried to help people just like you. Get your Sunny Bay heating pads at sunny-bay.com. That's sunny-bay.com. Or call 253-678-1361. For hot and cold therapy, sunny-bay.com. Hear that? That's the sound of a house being trashed while a gang of thieves ransack the place. And what they don't steal will be destroyed. This year, resolve not to be the next victim of a break-in. Go to faketv.com and discover a device that creates the illusion someone inside is watching TV, even when you're miles away. Security is a mindset, and fake TV should be part of your security solution. Be vigilant, but not fearful. faketv.com Hello, my name is Marjorie Wildcraft. I'm the founder of The Grow Network, which is an online community of people who produce their own food and medicine. We are really into backyard self-reliance. If you want this lifestyle, I suggest your first step be to learn some basic home medicine. Just the other day, my 18-year-old son came to me and said, Mama, I got a sore throat. Can you fix me up? 
And I said, sure, Ryan. And in about 24 hours, he was better. The best home medicine for you to start out with is garlic. It's an amazing natural antibiotic, and I can show you how to use garlic to handle ear infections, sore throats, colds, and flus. As a way for you to get to know a little bit more about me and the Grow Network, I've written up an easy introduction on how to use garlic. It's at gcnwellness.com. Now, the station manager told me that I needed to say the URL at least twice, even though it feels kind of weird. But if you're interested in backyard self-reliance, you are one of us. Go to www.gcnwellness.com and let's connect up. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Okay, I'm going to give you a secret, folks. We used to be on fairly good terms with Victor Martinez back, I think, through 2010. And I was on that crazy mailing list. I'm not on that crazy mailing list anymore. He helped set up the original format for our Paracast newsletter. Oh, Believe cool. it or not, he did one good I mean, Victor's thing. Victor's a nice guy, but he's just really—I mean, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. I—I I, I haven't really caught up with him in, in a number of years. But he used to be like uh, Rich Hansen's another one. They—they they just everything that comes along, it just totally feeds their fantasy, for lack of a better term. Sorry, Victor. I mean, I really appreciate all your efforts, and you've done some really. Really good work, chasing down stories and that sort of thing over the years. But uh, take it from a guy that helped design and build the BS meter factory. You need <laughs> you need to spend a little bit of cash and like get in touch with me and maybe order one of these devices uh, called a BS meter. It's really important, really important uh, for your process. Amazon has a special price on those meters. On BS meters, cool. Hold on, let Thank me look that up. Let me, I'll, get, I'll get right on that right now. Hold on. I understand BS. they come with Amazon yeah. Echo, so you can actually have Alexa come back at you. When you say something that's wrong, it's in, say, the actual word or the euphemism. Yeah. What? Gene, you digress. My middle name, my friend. BS meter. There's an app. It's called, it's by Robot Sidekick. Okay, but here's what happens. In Washington, D.C., the meter keeps self-destructing because of a system overload. <laughs> system overload. Oh, my God. Yeah, like the new budget that they gave, what, a thousand minutes before the vote, and it's like two feet high. Like, how are you going to read, you know, 10,000 pages in like how many minutes? Uh, what's a thousand minutes? What, three hours or something or two hours? I understand what happens is you have to pass the bill before you can read it. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. The Patriot Act would be a good example of that, right? Patriot Act Part 2. I'll tell you what was the worst, though. With the, They said that the Affordable Care Act, no one got to see it because of something that was misquoted from Nancy Pelosi, but it was posted online. 
before it was passed. Just mentioning that. Right. We, we digress. I, I still want to tell my Kirtland Air Force Base story, but where were we? Uh, I don't know. Uh, we were talking about, I, mean, I think we, we were talking about something. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I missed it. I know exactly what we were talking about, but um, I, I think we should move on and cover uh, some other elements of his particular process and how he related it to our listeners. I, you know, again, there was something about the matter of fact, very relaxed way in which he was able to relate a lot of very jaw dropping, eye opening information. How can someone like that be so nonchalant when claiming the Socorro incident was just aliens coming to look for their lost buddy and getting the wrong coordinates. I mean, he did not have any sort of sense of incredulousness or incredulity. Well, I can give you an answer. I, I can try, but I, but I, but it would be quoting Walter Bosley. Walter himself says, when you're in that operational phase, what are you doing? You take the entire you know, the entire corpus of data, well, not data, but stories, and you put them into a box and they said, this is me. Or, I mean, at least that's how I heard him. In other words, if you, he described in somebody, you know, please correct me if I'm wrong, because this is just a, you know, I, I did a cursory, I listened to that episode last night, and Walter Bosley just seems to, um, I mean, he kind of hit the nail on the head of on this, the idea of how would somebody who's operational put themselves into a mode where they're credul- where they're credulous? I mean, where they, they they're not this. You, you don't hear anything in their voice or in their any any kind of any kind of evidence. Just the matter of fact way they say things that they don't have the they, they don't have that that thing that's going off in their head. Maybe in other words, it's that like they're putting themselves in a role. Right. Well, it's a, a detachment. It's a form of detachment, intellectual and emotional detachment that allows them to be so matter of fact. What do you think, Randall? I mean, you're Canadian. Uh, you guys are pretty good at that just naturally. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> See, right now, the entire country of Canada will hate us on the Paracast because we're just born with it. Chris. I am well, sorry. No, no it's, it, there's, a, there's a, a sense of a dispassion. Uh, coming across it, it's like so matter of fact and canadians are very matter of fact people um you know it's it, it does take some doing to to get to you know get their dander up and stuff they're just super nice people uh, you know having actually grown up 100 miles from the canadian border and, and been up to vancouver twice every year with my soccer team and you know having canadian friends and 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 of course paul kimball is a classic example of Stanton Friedman, you know, Chris Wachowski, really, Chris Stiles, really nice guys. Brian Vike. Well, there's been a think number we're... of researchers that, you know, they, it's just very difficult to get them to get real emotional about, about subject matter. Correct me if I'm wrong, Randall. I mean, you're, you're a Calgary guy, you know, Alberta. Yeah, yeah I kind of like to think we're all bit, one big happy family for the most part. You know, the it's... My dad was actually from Kansas, and and uh, so I have some American relatives, and and uh, I just I remember the days when we could just drive across the border. There were no no stops or guards up here you know, near Calgary at one of the crossings. It was just like, wow, you know, it it it's too bad those days are gone. But in with respect to your question, what I found is that 
he, he sort of had a, a couple of switches he could pull, a couple of levers when he was caught in a situation where he would have to explain something. He would say, well, it was, it was in the, in the uh, public domain. I just, you know, from information I've read in the public domain type of open thing. Open source is what Open source. Yes, yes. Thanks, Mike. Uh, so, so he pulled that lever and then that sort of gave him the out like, well, you know, this is just what everybody else says. I don't really know anything about it myself. And uh, that sort of gave him the out to be able to just speak on it and say something. And well, just comment or react to a yeah. question or respond to a question. Right. Well, yeah. and, and, and I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to go out on a limb here and I'm going to say that when you go and you look at every single thing, I mean, I, I could create a transcript of everything else, every single item line by line and I can go. Okay, I know where this comes from. Okay, I know where this comes from. These are all, I mean, most of what he said, aside from the co- a couple of tidbits that nobody knew about, you know, like, for instance, the rearranging of the furniture, uh, you know, to get rid of his alcoholism, you know, Benoit's is, you know, an alcoholic. So that sounds like something my wife would do, for instance. I mean, um, hide your beer cans somewhere else. Um, I think Greg, Greg Bishop may have mentioned that in Project Beta. I'm, I'm not yeah. sure. I, I, I did talk to Greg, by the way, and to uh, he'll probably get mad at me for saying this, but, you know, he was invited to be on the show as a co-host when Doty was on. And then he's been invited to uh, to be on this show. And he politely declined both, saying something to the effect of that he didn't he just really couldn't see how he would be able to add anything that was really important he'd already pretty much said what he had to say and there was no point for for him to get involved again we can pursue that further in a moment gene chris randall michael you're in the paracast thank you for listening to gcn Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. The answer to being in control of your own health care is freedom from insurance. Become part of a group of self-pay patients that come together to share in each other's medical expenses. Individual share amounts begin at $107 a month and $347 for families. Choose from three health sharing programs. Holistic treatments may be eligible for sharing. See guidelines. Discount programs available for dental, vision, and pharmacy. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. Hear that? That's the sound of a house being trashed while a gang of thieves ransack the place. And what they don't steal will be destroyed. This year, resolve not to be the next victim of a break-in. Go to faketv.com and discover a device that creates the illusion someone inside is watching TV, even when you're miles away. Security is a mindset, and fake TV should be part of your security solution. Be vigilant, but not fearful. Faketv.com. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation. 
reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. Warning. If you're drowning in debt you can't afford, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to pay it all back. Because you don't. What the credit card companies don't want you to know is that there's actually a way to get debt-free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. If you have $5,000 or more in credit card debt, you now have the right to let us settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For free information, call Credit Associates now. 1-800-959-5759. We'll even show you how much money you could save. If you can't afford to pay off all your debt, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to. Call Credit Associates now for free information on how to get debt-free faster than you ever thought possible without debt consolidation or bankruptcy. We depend on your success and offer a guarantee, so there's no risk. For free information, call now. 1-800-959-5759. That's 1-800-959-5759. 1-800-959-5759. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com. And use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. Hi, this is Joshua P. Warren, author of The Poor Man's Paranormal. And you're listening to The Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Remind you, ladies and gentlemen, we have the Paracast Plus at plus.theparacast.com, plus.theparacast.com. It's all about the After the Paracast podcast, which is certainly going to be interesting this week, because we'll have the roundtable about the roundtable about the Doty visit. So it's going to be really, really interesting, or we may have some surprises. You never know what will happen next on that show. We also offer you a version of this show free of the, the network ads, and so those people on YouTube can get the alternative they are craving for for prices starting at just a dollar 49 a week it's a dollar 49 a week or 4.99 a month our price cheap and you know i think we have a pretty good deal here because you have these tv streaming services that expect you to pay ten dollars a month for one show free of commercials like if you like star trek discovery you get 15 episodes but you have to pay 9.99 a month Go to plus.theparacast.com, plus.theparacast.com. They're not going to say on 
iTunes. They're comparing themselves to Star Trek Discovery. How do they do things like that? Then again, it's my show. And if I choose to talk about Star Trek Discovery, that's my privilege. And besides which, I've not really watched it because I don't want to pay nine ninety five a month. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, jeez. <clears throat> well, again, uh, it would have been nice to have Greg on. I, I, I really appreciate his wry sense of irony and, and sense of humor and insight, of course. He's uh, one of my favorite researchers out there. But I do, again, not without sounding too much like I'm promoting and marketing Greg's work, but Project Beta, if you want to know about Richard Doty, if you want to know about the, the Paul Benowitz case, this is the ultimate book that covers this case, Project Beta. It's a must-read for anybody that's interested in how little we really know about the government's counterintelligence methods and, and, and the type of operations that they run. This is one of the few places, really, within the corpus of, of ufology where we do really have a sense of what the counterintelligence community of the U.S. government, how they operate, what they do, how they do it. Uh, manners and methods. Uh, I think it's a great book, Project Beta, and do uh, pick it up on Anomalist Books. There you go, Pat Weish. Anyway, uh, I want to go ahead and liven things up a little bit here. I got a great story. Uh, you guys can believe it or not. I don't think I've ever... Wait a minute, I have to bring up the BS meter. Hold on a second, Chris. Let me turn this on. <laughs> I have an Android. BS meter, please get started. Okay. <laughs> At one point, this would have been, I'm not sure, I think 95 or 96, I went down to visit a an Albuquerque uh, investigator who she shall remain nameless. But uh, interestingly enough, she grew up knowing the Benowitz family. She, I think uh, Paul, one of Paul's sons was in, or Paul's son was in her high school class. Uh, she was never happy with what happened. And at the time, you know, of course, Benowitz was still alive, and, and what transpired in his life really messed the family up, and she was always very uh, up in arms about that. She really felt the government uh, was culpable in driving him over the edge, getting him to a point where he was actually committed. And she says, you know, let's go out and see Thunder, was it Thunder Electronics or whatever, his his company was still there, right there at the within feet of the gate of Kirtland Air Force Base. And so we went out there, and she showed me as we're, we're sitting there. She goes, "Let's go, let's go see the Atomic uh, Energy Museum or whatever." There's a museum inside Kirtland Air Force Base. You have to go through the gate, and you say, "I'm going to go see the museum." So we went in there, and we walked around. And she goes, "Okay, you ready?" I said, "What do you mean?" She goes, "Check this out." And she took off in her car straight out into the base. I mean, she started hauling ass out into Kirtland Air Force Base, and I'm going, "What are you doing?" And she says, oh, I've done this a bunch. She goes, uh, just don't say anything, okay? I'm driving here. And the first thing she did was she <laughs> took off to Coyote Canyon, where the famous Benowitz photographs were taken, the the entrance to the Manzano uh, nuclear weapons storage facility. And, and she takes off. I mean, she's going miles. And I'm saying, are you crazy? You know, I I don't know you. I'm I'm being taken hostage. You know, you you've kidnapped me. I, this is not. You know, I'm 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 doing this under protest <laughs> because, to be quite honest with you, I was terrified. I was you know headed directly towards one of the most secure areas in the United States. 
oh, she drove out there and she goes, okay, well, check this out. And she started taking me to places where she knew that they had been doing certain types of experiments. She didn't know what they were, but there were these weird, you know, like cul-de-sacs. And she'd drive up there and show me this one spot with a big, huge circular array on the ground. And then she'd take off. She goes, well, I said, look, this is all fine and dandy, but uh, I'm I'm really uncomfortable. I, I can't believe that you're doing this. I can't believe we're getting away with this. What does this say about the state of, of national security? And, of course, this is all pre-9-11, blah, 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 by probably seven, eight years, uh, maybe the last five years. But, and I said, but, but, but look, really, I am really uncomfortable with this. She goes, okay, well, I won't take you over to show you saying, yeah, <laughs> in the Phillips lab. And I'm like, oh, well, thank you. Thank you for small favors. And so by this time, it was getting dark. And she goes, oh, let me take you to where the black helicopters uh, take off from. And I said, oh, my God, please, really, you know, enough's enough. You know, Kirtland Air Force Base is attached to the Albuquerque airport. Uh, out on the tarmac, there is no real gates or barriers or anything. So we drove right to the area where, again, close to the, the Albuquerque side of, of the base where you have all your infrastructure and everything and, and all the hangars. And so it was it was just past dusk, and but there was still a little bit of light, but not much. And so she, so she took me to over to this hangers a hangar area and we went around a corner and in, in her car you know this is all in her car and there sure enough there were some blackhawks and you know in the dark they looked black and i said wow those are those are literally by you know definition black helicopters you know we could tell that they had no markings on them that they were not only black but they were kind of a glossy black there was just enough light to to make out that they weren't dark green or dark, you know, purple or something. Uh, she goes, I'm going to get a picture of these. <laughs> and I said, uh, really, do you really want to do that? And she goes, and before I could even say anything, she hopped out and she took a picture and uh, her flash lit up the whole, <laughs> lit up the whole area. And I'll tell you, I almost evacuated my bowels. I was so freaked. And so we zipped out, and sure enough, we, uh, you know, we went back out the gate like nothing happened, and and that was my, uh, you know, two hour maybe hour and a half. I, I spent so long, I don't know. We drove all over the place out there, totally unmolested. We never saw it. a couple times. I think we passed vehicles, nothing official looking. Uh, so if this is five or six years after, uh. Well, actually, longer than that, uh, like 16. 15, 15, 16 years after the whole Benowitz affair and all that. Uh, they sure haven't, at least at that point, they hadn't improved security much. Because if you said you were going to the Atomic Energy Museum, they let you drive onto the base. And, of course, the, the museum is right there within sight of the uh, of the guard, you know, the area where you go through the, 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 the gate and the guards and everything. I mean, it's right there. But uh, to just get in your car and then take out on the, take off out onto the base, uh, to me, it was just, I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, there's a national lab out there. There's the largest repository of nuclear weapons, I think, in the country uh, out there. It just, it, it just boggled my mind. Uh, so Maybe they moved their assets. <laughs> I mean, you know. Well, maybe, yeah. Maybe the base was, you know, maybe Coyote Canyon, maybe Manzano wasn't, uh, maybe they moved everything. I don't know. But... It still doesn't make sense to me that you could drive around an Air Force base with a national lab, uh, totally, you know, 
just with with impunity. I mean, nobody stopped us. Though. We never saw an official vehicle. Uh, it just blew my mind. Let's let's blow our minds in another segment with Chris, Gene, Randall, and Michael. You're in the Paracast. <laughs> Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Hear that? That's the sound of a house being trashed while a gang of thieves ransack the place. And what they don't steal will be destroyed. This year, resolve not to be the next victim of a break-in. Go to faketv.com and discover a device that creates the illusion someone inside is watching TV, even when you're miles away. Security is a mindset, and fake TV should be part of your security solution. Be vigilant, but not fearful. Faketv.com. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. With uncertain times in the United States, it's only prudent to consider storing precious metals in a safe place outside of our borders. At Miles Franklin Limited, we have done just that for you. Partnered with the most respected storage company in the industry, Miles Franklin Limited is proud to offer the only fully insured private safe deposit box system in North America, held in Vancouver and Toronto. Send us your previously purchased precious metals or have one of our brokers help you purchase something new. Questions? Please call one of our experienced brokers at 866-485-4346. Solid foundational storage partnered with the most respected name in security. That's Miles Franklin Limited. Celebrating our 29th year in business without ever receiving a customer complaint. Call us at 866-485-4346. Again, that's 866-485-4346. Miles Franklin Limited. 
a name you can trust. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Hi, it's Grant Cameron from PresidentialUFO.com. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So, Chris, why don't you proceed with asking the questions of our vast listening panel here? <laughs> okay, vast listening panel. Get skinny real quick and, uh, and tell me what you think about that. I've heard other stories that are kind of similar I don't have the sort of eidetic memory as you guys do, but there's uh, there's one fellow that's into the moon, the other people on the moon kind of thing, and he wanted to get the original pictures of stuff that was going on on the moon from satellites that were in orbit and from the space program, and he went to the NASA uh, facility, and they told them at one point in this, it's, it's the whole story is a really convoluted story, but at one point they said to go to this building where the archives were. So him and his people went out there and they ended up wandering around classified NASA spots until they came upon an actual building where there was a bunch of people. They thought they were in the right place. And it turned out that they were in some completely secret building where they were actively monitoring something that was going on and until somebody finally turned around and said like who are you guys so it's kind of not the first story i've heard of that sort of thing taking place it certainly doesn't sound like something that you would where you would be you know certainly doesn't sound anything like the nsa i mean at the nsa they'll have armed guards that will shoot you if you drive right past their whatever it is going into fort Meade. i mean that's just not i guess when you're talking about 16 years afterwards but you're talking about a different scenario. I, that's I'm, I'm I guess I'm I'm not more reacting to what Chris was saying. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just seems odd. I mean, in the context of the of the Kirkland Air Force Base incident, you have all of this activity going on around 1980, and then a few years later, Chris is able to, uh, admittedly against his will, get driven around all over the place. You know, where supposedly what you know nuclear weapons are stored. Yeah. So admittedly, I mean, you know, Chris O'Brien is uh, basically driven around, you know, 16 or 15 years later at an Air Force base where, you know, nearby they have weapon storage. And then there was this experiment that was blinding uh, Soviet satellites. So, I mean, I, that to me, that sounds paradoxical. I mean, even within a 16 year time period, it sounds like to me that if Richard Oley was saying was true, then they either moved their assets or maybe the assets were never there or something's not quite right. That's where I ended, I think. I may have added. All right, so let's oh, get to okay. you, Michael. Go ahead. Yeah, so Chris, did you you hear my last... So my last comment regarding the Air Force Base, you know, you, got, you were drove around. I mean, that's a 16-year time period. I mean, how... I mean, my thinking is that the assets were moved, or maybe the story is not quite worse about the Soviet spy satellites and all of the experiments by the NSA, and all of that may be just 
kind of stuff that's tacked on to what maybe was a little bit more prosaic than your standard paranormal encounter. What do you think about that? As, um, yeah, I was no, directing a question toward Chris. Sorry. Yeah. C- can you hear me? Yes, Hello? I can hear you. Okay. Well, I, th- I think number one that obviously there was something to the whole Benowitz um, scenario. I, I do think it was a real event. I, I think the the basic facts about the case are correct. I think it was a patriotic American who felt he stumbled on something highly unusual and, and important and did make some sort of report to the government. And I think uh, Air Force Office of Special Investigations did respond, and there was an ensuing investigation. I think that's where things get a little bit murkier, obviously. But I do think the underpinnings of the event and you know the basic building blocks of the story are correct uh, so other than that uh I, I think we are looking at something that really can't be ascertained uh definitively i think greg did a great job uh com- com- combined with the knowledge of ron regare who was actually uh, in contact with 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 paul before he made his report to um, AFOSI and who knew him and has quite a bit of uh, actual, he's got quite a file of letters, uh, sketches that Benowitz provided him uh, early on. I can hear pages turning. Mute your well, mind. well, that would be, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm, I've got my, my whole library here. So if you hear pages turning, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> well, one can always hope that some of the books you have there are real page turners. Or maybe we'll get you in the habit of using strictly ebooks. If you use ebooks, you don't have to worry about page turners because there'll be no pages to turn, except virtually. Does that make any sense? Well, I don't know. When you're involved in the UFO field for so many years, you wonder what makes sense. I, I t- you know, admittedly, there's a lot in this subject that's just, I mean, there's a lot to dig into. And you know, I, I, you know, for the listeners, I'm not here to make any, I'm not here to make any definitive claims about anything. You know, for me, it's just about getting questions out on the table that maybe I haven't heard discussed that I think should be discussed. And I think that's part of the reason why, you know, why I, you know, and sometimes I get a little strident with my commentary in the forums. And if I do, I apologize. Well, you see, Strident is the middle name of the forum. It's called the official Paracast <laughs> Strident Forums. Yes. So, I mean, the reason why you heard pages is because I'm trying to go back and look and, and actually look at some of this stuff that was, uh, that was happening and kind of piece things together. I will say that I've read Jerome Clark's um, account and I've read a few others. Um, but, you know, other than that, I, I guess I felt like I had... Um, at least from the macro level, looking at the events that were going on uh, or that were allegedly going on, uh, from the macro level, it didn't sort of fit together. And and I know, you know, from a hindsight 2020, it's very easy to go back and look at something that doesn't make sense. And, you know, whereas some people may see an anomaly that happened to Paul Benowitz, I see an anomaly in the national security state and uh, dysfunctional, just not functioning in the way it should. Well, that's my point. Um, yeah. The very fact that I was able to be, you know, kind of 
<laughs> gently kidnapped and taken out into a highly secure area after something like the Benowitz case had occurred and been investigated and, and had had been reacted to by uh, the security apparatus of of the base and in the in the lab, I would think uh, it, it just. It's just something is very head scratching about the whole thing. I'm really not sure uh, what to make of it. And and what you know, we've heard a lot about the audio portion of of Benowitz's case, but what about the the intriguing photographs that uh, he took? What what were those multicolored objects that he was seeing out near the entrance to Coyote Canyon, which is how you access the underground facility? Uh, the nuclear storage facility in the Monzano Mountains. What were those objects? Well, are those uh, open never, source? I mean, are those like out and anybody can look at them, or is this something? The only the only full color photographs that I've seen are in Chris Lambright's book uh, X Descending, okay. which covers which uh, I think is the first place that I know of uh, that the photographs have been. Actually, the full color photographs and they're extremely high res too. I might add, um, have been uh, published. Uh, Randall, Gene, uh, are you familiar with uh, the photographs? Have you seen them anywhere else? I'm not. I really haven't delved into that case as much as as other ones. It's something I should probably do sometime, but I just haven't done it. I mean, I've heard about the Benowitz case peripherally. I've watched a few videos and. You know, but not enough to say I was an expert on it, like you know, Curtis is on the whole uh, Cash Landrum, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, were there any other? I mean, were there any other things that? Uh, I mean, when I listen to this show, I, I obviously, I don't, I don't want my myopic view of the sh- of the show with Doty to be kind of driving this but were there anything else that you guys found to be you know odd or weird about the you know some of the claims that were made okay ladies and gentlemen in case you've been wondering what the heck is happening here my left ear is clogged no that's not the problem the problem is that we are trying to make sense if there is any sense to be made of the appearance last week on the powercast of rick Doty, one of our most popular shows ever they're talking about everywhere And everywhere is talking about everywhere, too. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if they were talking about it over on Planet Serbo. Certainly, that would be a pretty apt situation, would it not? Talking about anything on Planet Serbo. By the way, coming up next week, we hope to have Paul Kimball and Stanton Friedman. Stan is retiring from UFO research, so this will be kind of a retrospective episode. Got more to come with Michael, Randall, Gene, and Chris. You're in... The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items and entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast Jumbo tote bag, all sorts of T-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. 
What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Powercast. If you go to store.thepowercast.com, stop by and take a shopping tour. You've seen crazy diets to lose weight. At GCN Team, our healthy body weight loss system simply neutrifies the body, bringing down cravings. It has been proven that nutritional deficiencies drive appetite for carbs, sugars, and fats. Lose weight the easy way. Find us at GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Fighting cravings is a fool's game. Give the body what it needs to be satisfied. Again, 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Fully cooked, ready-to-eat bacon. I'm talking thick, meaty, center-cut, presidential bacon. Savory and delicious. I buy some, I use some, I store some. Awesome. No refrigeration needed with a 10-year shelf life. NASA pack technology. Bacon. Fully cooked, fully hydrated, ready-to-eat right from the pack bacon. Or warm and served. Life-saving, ready-to-eat bacon. 10-year shelf life bacon. Ships free at FullyCookedBacon.com. FullyCookedBacon.com. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. We have Michael Allen, one of our loyal listeners until this episode is over, in which case he'll then be posting stuff on Facebook where he hates us completely. We have one of our frequent guest co-hosts, Jay Randall Murphy. We have Gene and Chris, and we're trying to sort out the state of the world and then some. Chris, why don't you pick up on it so I can follow the crisis here? Okay, good luck with crisis management there, Gene. Randall, uh, we haven't really heard much uh, from you this whole segment. You've been kind of sitting back, I can see, stroking your chin going, hmm. (laughs) Where do you come down on this? Uh, Do you think it's an important case? Do you think we've actually learned anything about the government's counter-espionage process in terms of ufologically based or tinged Subjects, uh, cases, events, claims, that sort of thing. Do you think it's giving us a window into the thinking and procedures and, I guess, tactics and list of uh, reactionary sort of methodology that uh, Air Force intelligence and possibly government counterintelligence operatives use in cases of this sort? Do we know anything new and different? What do you think? Well, we know that he is trained in counterintelligence. That seems reasonable enough to believe. And if we believe that, then we can say, well, disinformation is a mixture of fact and fiction. So what we're getting is kind of a mixture of fact and fiction. That's exactly what I heard. We know that certain things happened, but then there seems to be certain things added onto it or perhaps uh, embellished to some degree. Or left out. Or left out. and uh, But the interview itself, I, I think the most important thing about it is its contribution to UFO lore in general in the sense 
of ufology as a field, we have a very interesting character with a very interesting past, regardless of whether it's true or false. The various stories and claims that are made are fascinating in and of themselves, whether they're true or false or not. The colorfulness of him as a character in the ufology landscape is very interesting. And that's what I enjoyed most about the show and listening to the show. When you say that it's a mixture of fact and fiction, and, I, and I'm in agreement with that, I think, we're, I think I'm on the same page. I got to go back and I look at the, from a point of view of the three different types of speech acts. And this is just a micro level. This is one human being to another. You can think of it at a greater level, the more macro level as an organization to another human being or to a group of humans. But you have, you know, a speech act is that where it's the meaning of what you're saying is the actual meaning and there's nothing else coloring it. There's no underlying tone. There's nothing. And then there's the illocutionary where you're trying to say something to, to give somebody like an effect. You're trying to convince them or persuade them. I think that's the third category, which is where you persuade or you try to convince, but you're, it's what you're saying is not really meant what you meant. In other words, what so you really- in inference, you're, you're inferring something on, you know, sort of as right. a, as an aside, sort of a subliminal, prompter or subliminal uh, ammunition to infer something that's unspoken. And that may be the other one, but more precisely, I'm saying something because when I say it to you, I know what effect it's going to have on you. And you can expand that notion to the concept of groups. And I, and I think that, that when you look at these three types of acts and you look at what's going on, uh, and I have to go back to saying, well, okay, what was the intended outcome? What, what happened? And I think, Randall, you've pointed out, hey, you know, it shut him up. It got rid of him. And the question I ask is, is that really true? Did that really shut him up? I mean, in other words, was that really the intended act uh, of the intervention that the AFOSI, when, you know, and how they involved themselves? Was that really the, the outcome? I, I just don't know that that is. Again, well, I, I think not only not only did they succeed in their particular agenda and uh, the scope and goals of their agenda, but I think that they went went one step beyond and started having fun with it. They, yeah. they kind of milked the process. I, I think they could have wrapped up the counterintelligence project a lot quicker than they did. But they played around with it. They they had fun with it. And then with the, if you can believe the, at face value, the injection of other agency interests, uh, according yeah, to Dodie, the, the, the NSA was interested, then perhaps then it became even more extended and, and more uh, played out with some sort of point-counterpoint sort of spy versus spy type scenario out of Mad Magazine, which yeah. – the unintended consequences uh, may have then sort of morphed into the whole Dulce base scenario. Uh, I mean, you could go down the list of, of the unintended consequences that may have then ensued from that particular milk in the cow sort of scenario. And I, that's the impression that I've always had. I think Dodie's uh, appearance on the show, in, in my mind, gave a little ammunition to that, that uh, perhaps they felt, once they really determined that he wasn't a security risk, that we weren't dealing with something that had to do with uh, Soviet counterespionage, that it wasn't something that was you know of a of a real serious national security interest, 
they just started yeah. having fun with it, much to the chagrin well, of the Benowitz family, I must say. Well, and that's the problem that I, you know, one of the things that I look at and I see, again, going back to 1980, sounding like a broken record again, but we're looking at some severe assets involved, if we are to take uh, Doty at his word. And I am of the opinion that when you want to find the right answer to a problem uh, on the internet, you post the wrong answer. In other words, this is what I'm exercising in is what is called reductio ad absurdum. It's essentially, I'm going to take everything that was stated as if it were fact, and I'm going to show, well, okay, well, here are the implications. If we do that, and we look at this case, and we start to see it, that's when the paradoxes start to emerge. Then what happens? A person who works in counterintelligence is probably going to start yelling, choking up, interrupting, and getting mad and frustrated. I won't say that from my point of view, it's real easy to look at somebody. I know you guys have been, I know, unjustly criticized for whatever, oh, you were being rude to this guest or that guest. But I can tell when somebody's getting upset about something and when somebody's hitting, you're hitting somebody in a soft spot, you know, when you've uncovered something. And that's kind of what I heard in the, it's toward the end. I mean, you know, he came out, it's like, I want to clear the air and I want to make, I want to make sense. I want, I want to explain to you what actually happened, you know, because nobody else got it right except for Kevin Hastings. I thought that, that was, by the way, that was a very interesting comment. You know, UFOs and nukes, that's really, really amazing. You know what? Everybody else thinks it's amazing. I think it's amazing too. UFOs and nukes. I think Doty's problem with UFOs and nukes is not the book which you said we liked. It's Robert Hastings. You know, Robert Hastings can be kind of a crotchety kind of guy. And the reason I say that is because he will never come back to the Paracast. And I think at one point he was involved in some kind of conflict with someone. And that person was egging him on in the forums or something. So he's pretty much given up on us. Where did he go for his retirement? Where did he move to retire? San Luis Valley. (laughs) Well, there you go. You got another person. You can go and go mount a, a something on the pole. We'll get a gamma ray burst detector up there, Chris. I've already talked to him, but unfortunately, he doesn't have the robust internet connection that we we would need. Oh well, yeah, yeah. That that's the limit. I mean, you were talking about some like T two connection, like in one of the last episodes. You're like, yeah, we got a T two connection out there. <laughs> that so, must be a lot. In it's the first camera is slated to go up on the tower of one of the ISP operators, AmigoNet, uh, there in the valley. And one of his towers is going to be in Mon- north of Monta Vista, will be where the, the first camera is going to be mounted. And that does have a fiber optic connection. Going back to the original thing that I was talking about with the assets involved in the Air Force Operation of Special Investigations, their goal, and a spoiler alert, I guess what I'm saying is that in the end, I thought, well, if I was to actually want to discredit something, probably the ETH would be what I would be my target and not so much covering up something else. Got more to come with yeah. Michael, Gene, Randall, Chris. You're in. The Paracast. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. 
But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation. Analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. It's been said, any society is only three missed meals away from chaos. Those times may be near. Think about it. Our country faces multiple terrorist threats and aggressions from Russia and North Korea. Social unrest and violent marches yet again may lead to looting of stores and city shutdowns. And our crumbling infrastructure leaves our power grid vulnerable to long-term outages from a single cyber attack. When the chaos from any one of these threats arises, the government knows it can't provide during a widespread national emergency. That's why you need your own plan for self-reliance. That's where My Patriot Supply comes in. Get a four-week survival food supply for only $99. That includes breakfast, lunches, and dinners. Order online at preparewithgcn.com. $99 for four weeks of survival food that tastes like homemade cooking and lasts up to 25 years from My Patriot Supply. Get your kits today at preparewithgcn.com. Free shipping is included. Preparewithgcn.com. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and sling bows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow, a new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, 
send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. This has been fascinating, by the way. Guys, thank you for letting me visit with you all and talk with you about this. Um, Okay, the check. You owe us the check now for coming on. What's that? You owe us the check for coming on. Oh, I do. Oh. And it can't bounce, by the way, because Alexa will come and come to your home and scream at you. Wait, what's a check? You know, I wonder anymore because we live in a society that's so cashless. You know, you say, can I pay with cash? And I look at you. Yeah, I got it. It's loaded in this little uh, RFID chip on my little card. I'm going to hand it to you and it's going to pull the, you know, imaginary money out of one bank and put it into another bank. Okay, you ready for this? Speaking of technology, a Bank of America analyst says Apple plans to launch a foldable iPhone by 2020. Oh, well, I've heard about bendable, you know, like, interactive screens that are flexible. I think it was that Samsung was working on something like that for a while. Well, they have OLED screens that can be yeah. folded up. Wow. You have a billfold and you have a place to put your credit cards. And then you open it up and there's your iPhone. Easier to lose now. You'll drop it with your credit card or somebody will come along and scan it with an RFID thing. If you they can't your- do that with an iPhone. The security on an iPhone is amazing. That's one thing. Let's progress into the world of the amazing paranormal world of Rick Doty. At the end of the day, because we're running out of time here and you have to run soon. At the end of the day, how much of what he said on the Paracast can you, Michael Allen, believe? Um, oh, uh, geez. That's a very, very, very difficult question to answer because I'm still in the middle of analyzing it. Right now, I'm just going to accept the whole thing as being gospel truth according to what he thinks. And then I'm going to work out the logical, the things that corroborate and that make sense and try to weed out the signal and the noise. And by the way, I think that's the biggest task of all. And I wonder if that's the intention. So, you know, each time he comes on, you've got, you know, you'll have a lot of people like me and a lot of analysts who will pour over the the statements made and try to correlate or corroborate it. Um, But I would say probably 80% of it is bunk. If you were to put me, you know, put my feet to the fire, so to speak, I would say about 80% of it. And I'm not even sure about the remaining 20%. If if it's something that would even would necessarily fall into the bucket of what people would consider to be paranormal. Um, I wonder which 80% though. Yeah, again, holding my feet to the fire, um, the statements made about uh, the protection and the, the counterintelligence around assets at a base, I just don't I, don't, I don't think that that makes any sense. Uh, I think a lot of that is, seems to be embellished or, or just, you know, accreted, uh, you know, su- stuff that's, that's come out. Um, that people have already read about. He referenced a lot of things that, for the most part, were open source materials. I mean, the, uh, he used to use the term open source, so I'll use the term open source. Okay. So, me, me or, me or uh, Michael? Because I, I, I was trying to interrupt and, and totally disagree with what he was saying. Well, that's good. Let Chris continue because I'm, I want to hear what he's has I, to say. I need to, I need to hear what... What you're disagreeing with? Okay. Well, I need to hear, you know, uh, we need some sort of a segue. 
Gene, can you rewind a little bit? And- it's kind of like I found it all on the internet. We had a guest like that one time. Remember, Chris, we had somebody, we talked to him, and he said, oh, I found it all on the internet. I found right. it all on the internet. Well, in, you know, I, I, Michael, you know, with respect, I, I do disagree. I think any counterintelligence agent, someone who's involved in the dissemination of disinformation is going to wrap the truth around uh, lies, of course, but you have to have a lot of truth. So I would say that the if you wanted to break it up into percentages, I would say 60, 70 percent of what he was saying was true, and 25, 30, 40, maybe 40 percent of what he was saying was disinformation, was not true. Uh, some of the things that I didn't really <laughs> – I didn't even – it never even entered my mind to, to take seriously was his whole idea of a survivor at Roswell being taken to Los Alamos, befriending his abductors and phoning home. And uh, the alien rescue party came and were given the wrong coordinates, and they, they, they were the cause of the Socorro incident. I mean, if anybody believes that, then Gene yeah. has a bridge – that goes from Brooklyn to lower Manhattan that he would like to sell you. Uh, some other things that I, a bridge I felt to nowhere. <laughs> well, no, it's a bridge to Brooklyn, but uh, Wait, when you go on it, you think you've gone to nowhere. Well, or it could be the Triborough bridge to Queens or maybe the Whitestone. Um, anyway, okay. well, here's a question maybe for both of you guys and like, or, or, and our audience. Okay. So if it's disinformation and his original intent in becoming involved in all this in the first place was to disinform the ufology community about UFOs, then it seems counterintuitive to be telling stories that he was briefed into the reality of them. So it, it doesn't seem like his purpose is to dissuade the public that they exist it's more like yes they do exist so what exactly is it that the disinformation is about protecting uh, national secrets or, or what it's a deflection uh him stating that roswell was actually two crash sites that we recovered alien bodies he's he's disinforming the public by allowing them to get more information to uh, for some way, shape, or form, in some way, shape, or form, to legitimize in their own mind the pop cultural you know, belief system that has grown up around this subject, that yes, there was a crash at Roswell, yes, there were alien bodies, basically supplying, in a disinformation form, he's supplying validation to the pop culture narrative, which is disinformation at its heart, as far as I'm concerned. Like uh, for, for desensitization of the public you know, so that they we can more readily accept the reality of that's, alien that's visitation? One, that's, that's one possible agenda. Another possible agenda is to uh, take anything that may shine some sort of light of revelation about our, our aerial uh, capabilities, let's say, for uh, psychotronic weapons platforms, aerial platforms, for uh, exotic aerial technology, anything like that, they would try to hide. And this plausible deniability thing of aliens and ET craft and stuff is a great cover 
uh, you know, we saw the CIA try to do this in the late 90s, saying that, well, obviously, every airline pilot that saw a UFO in the 50s and 60s was watching the SR-71 Blackbird or the U-2 spy plane above him. Uh, yeah, that can account for some sightings, sure. Uh, if you're flying at 39, 40,000 feet in the 707 and you see something flying above you, you're going to think that's kind of strange, right? But that doesn't even come close to explaining thousands and thousands of phenomenal aerial. Let's break it here. We'll have more to come with Gene, Chris, Randall, Michael. You're in the Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. This is Dan Pillett. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I'm here to tell you about GCNTelecare.com, a team of board-certified doctors assisting you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Within 15 minutes of registration, care your family can afford. Revolutionizing the healthcare industry, virtual consulting, providing diagnosis of non-emergency medical issues by phone or secure video on computer or smart mobile devices. GCNTelecare.com, virtual care anywhere. Non-attorney paid spokesperson. Could your house go into foreclosure? Are you behind on your mortgage payments? Does it seem like the bank has no interest in helping you save your home and you feel like you have nowhere to turn for help? Then we have good news for you. Foreclosure Protection Services can help save your home as they specialize in foreclosure assistance. That's all they do. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, or been the victim of a predatory loan, it's critical that you call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-667-9035. Their network of attorneys and their agents are available to speak to you now. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, Foreclosure Protection Services can help stop the foreclosure process. Call today before it's too late. New laws are in effect that may save your home. Call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-667-9035. 800-667-9035. That's 800-667-9035. Do you have difficulty taking supplements? Are you searching for a high-quality, complete nutritional drink that your whole family will love? Nutramedical's Life Support has arrived. All of your daily nutritional requirements in one quick, delicious drink. Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support is a proprietary blend of vegan protein, activated vitamins, essential minerals, amino acids, probiotics, green tea, digestive enzymes, anti-inflammatories, cancer prevention, detoxification, and much more. Your body will high-five you for this one. Life Support is the best complete nutritious 
delicious meal replacement on the market. Whether you are an elite athlete, have post-operative challenges, chronic illness, elderly, or a family that just wants a quick, delicious drink, try Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support for optimized nutrition in one great-tasting smoothie. Just add cold water, almond milk, fruit, or anything else you like. Nutramedical's Life Support. Try our great-tasting chocolate or vanilla today. Call 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. Nutramedical.com for the whole family. Hello, my name is Marjorie Wildcraft. I'm the founder of The Grow Network, which is an online community of people who produce their own food and medicine. We are really into backyard self-reliance. If you want this lifestyle, I suggest your first step be to learn some basic home medicine. Just the other day, my 18-year-old son came to me and said, Mama, I got a sore throat. Can you fix me up? And I said, Sure, Ryan. And in about 24 hours, he was better. The best home medicine for you to start out with is garlic. It's an amazing natural antibiotic, and I can show you how to use garlic to handle ear infections, sore throats, colds, and flus. As a way for you to get to know a little bit more about me and the Grow Network, I've written up an easy introduction on how to use garlic. It's at gcnwellness.com. Now, the station manager told me that I needed to say the URL at least twice, even though it feels kind of weird. But if you're interested in backyard self-reliance, you are one of us. Go to www.gcnwellness.com and let's connect up. This is Robert Hastings, author of UFOs and Nukes, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Final segments of the PowerCast with Gene, Chris, Randall, Michael Allen, new visitor to the show. He may have to leave soon, though, so let's get all we can out of him before he decides he has to vacate. Stage left, shall we? Yeah, Mike. Okay, so what do you think of that, then? I mean, if if there's an agenda here, it doesn't seem like it's to cover up uh, the existence of alien visitation or that they have some kind of exotic technology because— He's revealing both. So well, yeah, and, and and that's the problem. You know, if you were to consider it, you know, just take a look at it from the point of view of I'm protecting an asset, and that asset is the secrecy of a of a, you know American based technology. Then this is the worst possible way to cover it up. And in other words, you're going to get all kinds of people going out and studying and looking at it. You got a UFO buffs. I mean, it's 1980 for Christ's sake. I mean, you're going to have people who are going to go, wait, there's something going on over at Kirkland, let's go look at it. And if you're going to try to cover up covert operations, that's the worst possible thing you could do. Now, as far as the, the other um, uh, possibility, I know I had to, to think about it, you know, is it to try to cover up ETH? Again, um, I think there are a lot of people that are already convinced. Um, and I don't, I'm not certain that that's really, that doesn't make sense as a, as a counterintelligence goal uh, although maybe from a point of view of trying to discredit the whole field in general and get people off the backs, uh, you know, maybe. But I just, I don't know. I, well, I, well, he I, was I, saying he was saying that he was briefed in a room with a number of other people and shown films of the Roswell crash. Yeah, I mean, he's he's telling us that he's telling us that the OSI had 122 agents assigned to. Uh, investigate UFO reports. So, if that's the case, he's 
he's basically telling us that the government knows about this, has known about it, and has actively investigated it for a number of years. So he's certainly not trying to cover up alien visitation with, oh, it was only some sort of technology that we had. And at the same time, he's saying, well, that they did use the idea of UFOs to cover up technology. So in neither case are we getting any sort of disinformation or... Well... Or the third, or there's another option. Or deflection. That, right. Uh, there, well, there's there's also the possibility that, you know, when you, like Walter Bosley said, you got to start out with a nugget of truth so that people will believe you and buy into your story, buy into your background. Uh, you got to start with a big nugget, I think is what he said. And, you know, and and so maybe the whole point is not, is not so much of, a, uh, hey, I'm revealing this. He Maybe he... The fact that he's doing this, and I know this is a stretch, and I'm I'm sorry, but it sounds like, well, you know, go out here. I'll pretend to be the colonel. You know, go out there and just here's a bunch of stuff we think is probably true. Here's a bunch of stuff that's hooey, and everybody else is debunked. Just go spew it out into the public forum and get it all out there, and people are going to see holes in it, and they're going to gravitate away from this field altogether. Now, I can't for the life of me understand why they would do that, except to keep people from snooping around Air Force bases and looking at, at U.S. assets, or maybe like in the 1950s with the you know conclusion of the Robertson panel, the CIA panel, the main concern was to keep people from clogging the channels of communication. Well, we don't have that problem anymore because we have many channels of communication. So there's no worries about Soviet spies coming in and you know infiltrating UFO groups and creating a, a ruckus and causing the national security state communication lines to be clogged with with noise so that they could attack. So so I, I, I really think it's an open question, Randall. I, I don't claim to have all the answers. Um, obviously, I've picked out I've picked out a couple of things that just don't make sense. And um, you know I, I'm hoping that somehow maybe this will start a discussion along that route. So. I wonder, though, when you mentioned Russian spies and such, and I'm not, of course, talking about something like that show that was on TV, I remember how many years ago. That show called The Americans about Soviet spies here in the 1980s, when we had a particularly large amount of paranoia. And you look at what Doty was doing, which related also to possible Russian spies, and you wonder how much of the UFO investigation was really more oriented towards the Cold War than anything else. And that takes us back to things like the Rosetta Deception from James Carrion, and he was going to do a Roswell Deception that never seems to have ever appeared. And it was about the ghost rockets in the World War II being some kind of smokescreen to deal with the Russians and spook them. And you wonder, over the years, in terms of UFOs and alleged UFO sightings, how much of that related to the Cold War and pulling some stuff? Let me, let, me, let me go ahead and kind of chime in here. I think back in the early 80s, all through the 80s into the early 90s, I think that that was a real major concern by the government. And I think, you know, I'm not going to try to put a percentage of counterintelligence activity um, related to counter-espionage with the Soviets. I'm not going to you know, try to put a number on that, but I, I would say a sizable percentage of operations were really concerned with that. I think now that we're post-9-11, um, 
Glasnost and Yeltsin and Gorbachev I, I, and the the breakdown of the the whole Soviet Union into its constituent parts, I think it's much less um, important. I think maybe in the last few years it's become a little bit. It's maybe ratcheted up intensity a little bit um, in the Putin years, but I think for the most part, what we're seeing with the Benowitz case is a classic example of, and Jean, you brought it up, of being worried about what, how much the Soviets know. Um, are they involved in this? Are they monitoring us, monitoring them? I think all this, uh, it makes perfect sense to me. And when, but getting back to the whole idea of Doty and discipline, I don't know who's like, like puking on themselves, but stop. Okay, by the way, don't say things like that. Don't say the P word because people are having their dinners, they're having their lunches. Well, well, Maybe they're drinking their coffee in the car and they're going to spit it out. Hold on, Jane. Jane, everybody having a good dinner? That's <laughs> all that you I think that's, you know, it sounded like that's what, what was happening. Anyway, you know, if we're looking at this whole thing about how do we determine, you know, where he's being truthful and where he's not, where is the real information where's the disinformation anytime he reveals anything about manners methods of gathering intelligence numbers of operations numbers of of agents that's disinformation okay he is not allowed to talk about how they do things and how many people are involved or how many projects are involved so when he says 122 agents i i absolutely immediately don't believe him Good point. Anytime he puts a number on it, anytime he puts dates on something, anytime he defines anything, that's disinformation. Well, let's think about this, Chris. There are far, far less, uh, you know, ext- extraordinary events that are still classified, you know. And so if you were to think about from the point of view of classification, you know, this would be one of those things that I wouldn't want to talk about because it's you know, sources and methods, even 25, 30 years, 40 years after the fact, um, I guarantee you, we're still thinking of ways that we can blind or shut down our enemies' assets, especially the ones up in orbit. And so it just seems, you know, and again, I'm coming at this from a point of view of a person who studies security and, and trying to protect assets in the digital world. So in the human world, maybe not so Easy, you know, cut and dry. I mean, even in the even in the computer world, it's not cut and dry. It's very difficult. It's extremely difficult. Um, but I, I just, I, I agree. I think I agree with you on that. With the point, with the things where he starts talking about numbers, where he starts talking about specifics, um, and specific, and and about thing, you know, protecting the nation's nuclear assets. I think those are things that should make us pause. Let's pause. That refreshes here. Mm-hmm. With Gene, Chris, Michael, and Randall. Final segment. For real, this time you're in. The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap. But not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. 
Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. It's a no-brainer. A Big Berkey water filter is the one you need, period. You need a water filter that removes chlorine, fluoride, pharmaceuticals, BPA, and other endocrine disruptors, pesticides, bacteria, viruses, and much more, right? And does it all at only two cents per gallon. Get the original most trusted name in gravity water filtration, Big Berkey. And now GCN listeners receive 5% off ceramic filter systems using code GCN. Call or click 1-877-99-BERKEY or BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY. Hear that? That's the sound of a house being trashed while a gang of thieves ransack the place. And what they don't steal will be destroyed. This year, resolve not to be the next victim of a break-in. Go to faketv.com and discover a device that creates the illusion someone inside is watching TV, even when you're miles away. Security is a mindset, and fake TV should be part of your security solution. Be vigilant, but not fearful. Faketv.com. Fully cooked, ready-to-eat bacon. I'm talking thick, meaty, center-cut, presidential bacon. Savory and delicious. I buy some, I use some, I store some. Awesome. No refrigeration needed with a 10-year shelf life. NASA pack technology. Bacon. Fully cooked, fully hydrated, ready-to-eat right from the pack bacon. Or warm and served. Life-saving, ready-to-eat bacon. 10-year shelf life bacon. Ships free at FullyCookedBacon.com. FullyCookedBacon.com. Attention business owners and independent contractors. This is a money-saving message from Tax Mediation Services. If your business owes $20,000 or more in taxes, we can help you today, right now. Listen, dealing with the IRS is no picnic. It's an intimidating and extremely stressful process, and you don't want to go it alone. Our attorneys know every law, every tax break, and every possible opportunity to help you resolve and reduce your tax debt. And if you owe more than $20,000, you may be at the top of their hit list. So don't take your tax debt lightly because it will not go away on its own. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, your home, and even shut down your business. Call our tax experts today at 1-800-261-9818 and let us deal with the IRS while you focus on your business. That's 1-800-261-9818. Again, 800-261-9818. We all have heard about the benefits of fish oils, but what about the presence of heavy metals, PCBs, dioxins, furans, and other contaminants found in fatty tissues of fish? GCNteam.com recognizes this risk and offers IFOS certified tested omega-3 fatty acids. EPA, DHA, insist on IFOS omega-3 fatty acid certification. Get the best at GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Hi, this is Nick Pope. You're listening to the Paracast. It's come down to this, whatever this is, we're going to pursue it over and over again until we get it right. I interrupted you, Michael, (laughs) didn't I? 
No, you're fine. In fact, I'm I'm at the like literally. If you give me, I've I've got to make it to my appointment, and this is one of those doctors that gets mad when you miss appointments. So, <laughs> I'm I'm totally okay with you interrupting me, and it's and it's fine. I've I've enjoyed this discussion. Yeah, well, thanks for coming on. Nobody else was willing to pony up and uh, put their mouth where their theories and and analysis lie. Uh, so we really appreciate you being on, and you're welcome back anytime. We'll uh, coach you on how to uh, possibly. Well, I'll talk to you about this later, but uh, I could use some coaching, definitely. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of coaching here and there, and of course, uh, if you have any ideas to coach me, I'd, I'm sure Gene will help you in uh, spanking me and whatever I'm doing wrong. I enjoy well, spanking uh, Chris all the time. The problem is he's too far away, so I have to do it virtually yeah. through the screen. I take my hand, yeah. and reach into the screen. Grab him by the neck. Yeah. Or is that yeah. really saying open the window and scream at the top of your lungs? I'm mad as hell and I cannot take it anymore. It's called the dope slap. It's where you go up and you knock somebody on the back of their head. I've had that yeah. many times. That sounds like that the NCIS dope slap. Ever yeah. seen the TV show NCIS? He's always giving somebody a slap in the back of the head. Yeah, I understand now that half the actors left the show because they're suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder and also they had serious mental conditions because their brains turned to sawdust. Yes. In fact, I'm going to start that rumor on one of the supermarket tabloids that everybody from NCIS, the people who leave the show, the reason they leave that show is because they're suffering from brain injuries because they're being slapped on the back of the head. <laughs> Michael, I think you're about ready to bail out and go to a dentist or something and do something less painful. Yeah, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. I got to run. It's been a pleasure. I Thank you very much for having me on the show. You know, I've enjoyed the discussion and sticking my neck out and all that kind of stuff. So We'll see you in the forums. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. We have Randall. We have Gene. We have Chris. And I liked the assessment that Michael left here that Dodie's patter was about 80% disinformation, 20% actual information. I disagree. I disagree with that. What, what is your assessment, Mr. O'Brien? I think a lot more was on the money, simply because we know a lot more about the case, and he can't disinform us on things that are already accepted as being part of the public record. Uh, I think Greg did a great job. Others have done great jobs uh, over the years establishing certain facts. All those facts have to relate to a positive percentage. You know, maybe 60% um, is real, 70% is real, and 30% is not. I think there's a lot more. Normally, you would think, you know, 20% is real and 80% is not, or 25% is real, 80, uh, 75% is not. I think we have to put that equation way up uh, from there. And I think it's almost the exact opposite. I think we're dealing with 70%, uh, 80% is, is, is real you know, to a certain extent. And then it's the real out-and-out -out disinformation, the stuff that is patently untrue is a much smaller percentage, uh, 25 30% maybe. But then again, like this takes us back to the question I was just asking in the previous segment, like when he states specific numbers and that he was there and did this at that time, like the films and the number of agents and so on, if, if you're going to presume that that is disinformation, then what purpose does that disinformation serve? 
just to support the uh, pop culture narrative that ETs are here. The government knows they're in league with them. Uh, they've captured and back engineered technology, captured aliens, all that stuff is subterfuge. According to the most of us out here, we figure that they have got this secret information and they're not letting us know it. So right. it, it, words, it completely is, goes counter to, to that agenda. So like, what would be the point of no, trying to cover, they, tell us something that they're trying to cover up? It's not that. They're, what they're trying to do is they're trying to like stick their chests out and be the silverback gorilla and say, I'm in charge here. I know everything. I have all the information. You don't know diddly. I know and you don't. So deal with it. It's the U.S. government saying I'm in control of this situation when it appears, at least to this particular researcher, that they don't have a clue and the less they know and the less that they're in charge, the more paranoid they get and the more they beat their chest and say we are in charge. So that's the agenda. It's covering up the fact that they don't know diddly. I think they have to know a lot more than civilians. How about this for an idea? Let's suppose that if it's some sort of uh, counterintelligence, say – to give the Russians some sort of an impression about what we're doing, that having them know that there are 122 agents in various countries looking out for highly exotic aircraft and investigating reports of highly exotic sightings of some sort of aircraft might make them think, well, holy smokes, they've got all these agents out there looking for UFO as well. You know, they could make, you know, how do we know they're not looking for our aircraft? Right. So maybe well, they maybe they're trying to send a message that way, saying, "Well, you well, know, well, hey, you know what the message we're is? looking, we're looking, you know so you better is? be careful." The message isn't, "Oh my God, they're sending out 122 agents around the world." The message is, "Could that be a thousand twenty-two, or point. could it be twenty-two? Good point. Either way, they're either way the Russians are going to be going. Well, they're investigating these these strange anomalous objects that could very well be one of our highly exotic aircraft. So, you know, they've, they've got trained people doing that. Here's another analogy. You're an MMA fighter. You're in the center of the octagon. How are you going to keep the judges thinking that you're being aggressive and you're in command of the octagon? You're going to keep your opponent on their heels. They're going to constantly be reacting to you and being kind of backpedaling. That's the classic sort of goal of counterintelligence is to always keep your adversary moving backwards and reacting to what you're doing. So, you know, if if you look at this, if you look at intelligence gathering and counterintelligence to intelligence gathering as an MMA fight, it's who's in control of the fight and how aggressive are they being to keep their opponent on their heels and the more you can keep your opponent on your heel on their heels the more you are in control of the situation very true yeah good point and if uh, the word ufo is uh, an allusion to exotic aircraft right if it's a euphemism if he's not exactly. really saying what he's really saying is I was trained. I saw films of crashed foreign aircraft recovery operations. We have agents all around the world checking this stuff out. So if you guys think we're not looking, well, guess again, we are. Yeah, yeah exactly. Very, very good analogy. What a show this has been. It's a lot of fun. And you can see when you bring in someone like a Rick Doty, 
what a bunch of things can come across. And I don't want to say what the bunch of things are because it's going to be crazy. Oh, by the way, I looked up when Robert M. Collins was on the Paracast. He was on twice. He was on with Paul Smith on September 17th, 2006. It's available from our archives. He was on with Lauren Coleman and George Knapp separately on October 8th, 2006. He hasn't been on when I've been on. Well, I know that, but we can always change that. Chris, how's the blog coming? Have you started bringing it up to date again? Yeah, actually, I'm working on something right now. And I'm also working on uh, an incredible website that uh, is going to have some pretty nice uh, stuff. It's a commercial website with lots of collectibles, fossils, art, and other things uh, that I think will interest uh, some of at least some of our our listeners so we'll present that information as soon as you have it up and i'll make sure to criticize it and completely update it randall tell our listeners very quickly because we have to go where to find your stuff i'm at uh, ufopages.com that's uh ufology society international website and free membership for life no dues ever join the paracast plus get the network ad free version of this show with better quality audio, I think someone's having a breathing problem. They're basically suffering from post-traumatic. They're trying to be the Madison Square Garden cheering. Paracast Plus gives you the ad-free version of the show with better quality audio. We also give you the After the Paracast podcast where people will be making all sorts of comments when they see what we do this week because we have no idea. To learn more, go to plus.theparacast.com. Plus.theparacast.com. You're in the Paracast. The Paracast, featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in... The Paracast.